Welcome to Rem and Sam. We are back another week. And we got plenty of sports stuff to get into, but I, I think this is a historic pod, Rem. First ever in Rem and Sam. Hey, sports. You know, uh, I don't even remember the other names of the Kirkwood sports <laughs> production, whatever. If y'all know, y'all know, like y'all know, y'all know, but we've never had a partner, significant other. And today we have <laughs> my girlfriend, Naya, here on the pod. Welcome, Naya. Hello, hello. How's it going? Hey, I'm his this girlfriend. Is, this is going to be great. I, I I showed up and I get to third wheel today. I'm I'm, I'm very excited. I just get to sit back you guys you guys you guys just take over have a good time i'm i'm just here whenever I'm, i'll chime in whenever <laughs> well uh yeah no girlfriend of four months and three days so yeah shout out thank you for coming on the pod now i know a little little bit of nerves but uh here you are you're here you finally we made it we did it we did it joe took a couple no. tries but we made it happen and I know like Naya, you and me, we've only talked like one other time. There was a, there was like a episode we did a while back and we were able to, you know, meet each other a little bit Lost tape. after that. But this will be the first time we actually get to actually, you know, get to know each other a little bit. So I'm excited. Sam, you know, as always, of course, there's only good things that have been said, but I mean, yeah. as pe people obviously that are, that know the Sam timeline, I mean, they know that. You know, me and Sam were out here not, you know, in the Midwest for a little bit chilling, but he he's in the Bay now. That's where uh, you guys have met. Uh, have, did you grow up in the Bay? Have you always been there? Yep. I am a Bay Area born and raised native. Not like this transplant over here. Oh, okay. The Bay, I know, I, I, might, I might sound ignorant, but the Bay is, is that Oakland and San Francisco or is it just San Francisco? Is there debate over that? Is that a hot debate. topic? It, it's not really, if you ask the right person. Um, <laughs> okay. To me, the Bay Area is wherever BART goes. Bay Area Rapid Transport, BART. So that's mm -hmm. Oakland, San Francisco, uh, what is it? Hayward, San Leandro, Berkeley. You might get as, as far as like Pleasanton, that's a little more inland. Uh, it does go down to San Jose. So, yeah. Is that Berkeley like USC? Or is that Cal? What's it? What, what yeah. school is at Berkeley? Both. So, USC is technically in the Bay? Yep. If, if, we, label it, if we label it by BART? I'm, I'm trying to look at it online right now. BART transportation. Lake Merritt? Yep. Can we throw Lake Merritt in there? What's that? Lake Merritt is right? smack dab in the middle of Oakland. Okay. Okay. Is there Stanford. is there a name is there a name for the I'm gonna sound like I didn't go to school now. Is there a name for the <laughs> the, the the water in the bay? The bay. It's just the bay. There's not like a there's not like a technical name for it. Mm -mm. Bay of Bay of Frisco. Yeah, hey, San Francisco Bay? Is that what you're yeah. But since but since since you've been there the whole time though, I mean that that means you're Sam has said you're kind of uh like a secret Warriors fan. Is that true? Are you a closeted Warriors fan? No, there's no we're not in the closet. I'm just a quiet Warriors fan. Just a quiet, okay. I'm quiet. 
like I, I follow, I love the Warriors. Uh, I think I was telling Sam my first game was when uh, the Warriors played the Lakers. It was like 2009. Shaq was still playing. But yeah, oh. love the Warriors. So is this so this is like we believe era warriors. Mm-hmm. Cause that's still was that that's still pre-Steph, right? Are you there? Are you following the Warriors pre-Steph? Is he a rookie? Maybe he uh, was Sam. Was he in the 09 draft? I think he was in the 09 draft. But was he injured though? Because of ankle stuff. I know those injuries for his ankles were early, early. Oh, so Naya, maybe he was on the team, but yeah, maybe he was out with injury at that point because Steph, you know, early in his career, he was now he's yeah. much more consistent. But back in the back in the early part of his career, he had the ankle injuries. Yeah. He was he was in and out. His, that's why they had to bring in Monte Ellis, yeah. I vaguely remember all of but yeah. Mm-hmm. And the, that's like those those old classic jerseys as well, too. The people that mm-hmm. were fans in that day, those are the true fans. Cause then obviously, like we're saying, you get Steph, play, Draymond, and then you know, championships were were where we're at now but i mean you're true true warriors fan yeah i went to the first what was that 2016 parade mm, or yeah. 2015 15 right? 2015 yeah. parade um bart did a collab with the warriors they had uh bart passes with the players on them i have a i think i have a harrison barnes and a steph curry card you better harrison say that. barnes yeah. Iowa native, Midwest guy. Yeah, yeah, he is Midwest. Yeah. You better save that. I don't know. Fifty years from now, that could be a uh, NBA collectible. They are saved. They are in the that's ball. A, that's a nest egg right there. Are they still in good yeah. shape? Oh yeah. You don't want to like that's you know with the trading cards. You don't want to like bend the corners and stuff. You gotta you gotta yeah, handle them with delicate it. kid gloves. Which is hard because we're Bart or most any sports. <laughs> yeah. You have to insert it to get them to mm. want to use the card, but it still has. I think it still has like fifteen dollars on it. Mm, oh. And there's money on it. Okay. There's okay. money on the card. Okay. Yeah. I didn't even know. I, mean, maybe, I didn't even know this was a thing. These bar cards. I mean, maybe the Barnes one, you know, that one, that one, you know, may get lost in sauce. But the Curry one, we got that. Oh, sheesh. I, I don't know. Maybe the it. rarity though. I'm not sure of the rarity. There was a lot of people at the parade, but um, I don't know. That's my get out of the jail free card. If I ever mess up in the family, I'm like, I've got the Curry Bart card. <laughs> you can't touch me. I'm immune. It's my immunity card. Do you, how many parades have you been to? Ooh. Have you been to all of them? No. After no. the first one, it's kind of like, okay. <laughs> but you were definitely there. there for that first one. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was at Lake Merritt. Uh, there's like a little stage. They drove the buses through. It's cool. I think, yeah, there was still like confetti and stuff for like at least a year. Wow. Just on the streets? Just rolling on the streets. Right Do you have any confetti? No. I feel like maybe, yeah, maybe the confetti's not worth that much. No, but yeah, I don't know. But people sell the air though. People sell like air from people's games. People like get bags of air and sell it on eBay. Confetti's worth more than air. That's extreme. Is that a hot take? (laughs) No, not really. There is a warrior's house. There's this house somewhere in 
West Oakland, but it's like blue and gold, Warriors gear all over the place. Yeah. But there's mm. a lot of crowd for the Warriors. I'm just a little more quiet. Honestly, I can't find any pictures online of these Bart cards. These might be like the rarest type of cards ever. You might, we might need to cut this part out and like, I know, get those cards in a vault. I know. We don't I don't want, know if we, we can let this air. Uh oh. Wait, how accessible is it? Can we uh -huh. see it? Ooh, that's a great question. We. Do we need time Do we out? want to show it? Out? Do we have to show it like <laughs> pixelated, like blurred for the audience? Let me so we can't get an ID on it. I might not. I don't think I have it with me. I did move. But I know where it is for sure. Okay. So I mean, if I'll you want to go it. grab it, you can go grab it. I'm not so sure. Okay, wait. <laughs> Let me think about where it is. If I remember, I will find it. If it comes up, just if you if it if it All crosses right, your mind and you want to go grab if you want to if it crosses your mind you want to go grab the card we can just tell us and we'll go grab can go grab the card we can bleep that part out we got it <laughs> <laughs> it can edit it we'll see we can work around let me, it let me think a, the rarest uh the rarest NBA collectible of all time the Steph you know, and the, the um Harrison the Steph and the Harrison Barnes yeah but Bar now cards. that now that you guys have had the runs you've you've won the titles now like are 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 you good with what the veteran guys have done for your team like the old guys like Steph and Clay and Draymond because there's like it we're getting to that time now where they're starting uh -oh. to get re-upped for big money they're a little bit older you could pivot and start bringing in some younger talent or you just say hey these guys have done enough for our franchise you know they've been amazing and we can just ride this until like like maybe they've maybe they've just earned the right to stick around for as long as they want like what what do you want to see happen with your team that's a great question i don't know uh <laughs> we did talk sam and i did talk about this but i think i don't know if he's told you but my church is very inv involved in the warriors organization i've heard some stories we've had uh, Andre Gudala stopped by a service or two. Uh, but no, they're cool guys. They're mm -hmm. part of the community. And th I think that really plays a big part in what's going to happen. Like, we love a story. Like, they started from mm -hmm. the bottom. They're a big, there's a, I'd say at least Steph, Clay, and Draymond. They're the big three. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's very awesome. it's very hard to imagine a team without them. Yeah, and it's and very pertinent that you bring up uh, Iguodala with him retiring mm. today. Um, like you mentioned four time champion, but um, with the Warriors, and it is interesting, you know, I being a transplant as you mentioned, seeing all the love for the Warriors everywhere, and love in general in Oakland for the teams, even if they keep all leaving town. I mean, you know, <laughs> I've tried to convince you that, you know, it's time to blow it up. I mean, you know, we're starting to <laughs> see some flashes from Kaminga this year. You know, I, I don't know if he still is, but at one point, the scoring leader in preseason. I'm really excited for him this next year. I don't know. Last year of Clay, is it kind of a, you know, last ride kind of thing and then give up? Or are we just like playing these guys until they're in wheelchairs? 
play them till they're in wheelchairs. And when they're mm. in wheelchairs, we're going to enroll them in the wheelchair Olympics. Okay. I think it's called the wheelchair. You know, when they play in wheelchairs. Mm-hmm. The wheelchair yep. Olympics, yeah. Yeah, okay. that's what we're doing. Curry draining from half court. Mm. That'd be hilarious. I think, I, think, I think that might be the move, you know. They've done enough. They've been around for a while. Iggy, Iggy is like the one, the one rare guy that's getting the upgrade from the league. Did you guys see what he's going to go do after this? After he retired, he's apparently his business partner is like this hedge fund, hedge fund guy, and he's just immediately going to start running like a multi, like hundreds of millions of dollars in a hedge fund just right away. It's pretty impressive. I don't know. A lot of guys setting himself up. He's winning business, but that is one of the advantages of being in the bay. You know, there's a lot of tech and a lot of money in the Bay right now. And um, you were so you've been you've been through this whole Warriors thing, obviously. So you remember when they moved from Oakland to San Francisco? You remember yep. that whole transition? Yeah, I still I don't like I don't like Chase Center. It's oh, really? Worst. It is the worst. Arena in, that I've been to. And just yeah. in terms of like design. Layout, I'd say layout, functionality, with the thing with Oracle, um, it was right next to BART. There is a Coliseum BART station. You walk across the overpass and you're there. With mm. Chase Center, it's not as accessible. There is another public transportation that runs right by it, but that's another subscription. I don't know how many people on the East Bay are going to sign up for that. So it's like they I don't want to say they lost a lot of fans because clearly the seats are full, but mm -hmm. it definitely changed who's at the game. Yeah. Which and I think that was and I mean, obviously, I'm not from the Bay, but that seemed like it was the you know, that that was the talking point going around at the time was. Because because the thing with the Warriors now and the thing that the big three have done is this is one of the most valuable, most coveted franchises in the league. But in terms of also the fan base and the people that are at the game, again, there's just a ton of money in the Bay. And now you're, you know, you're gravitating toward it. It's a different crowd. You, the, the seats are full. It's still it's still fine. And, you know, maybe it is the better business play, but it's definitely taking away from a market. And like you said, that was the market that was there through the We Believe era and through through all the stuff. And it felt like, you know, that whole atmosphere and stuff as much as, as you know, the team is the, they're, they're the ones winning the games. Obviously, they're the one playing it. But that atmosphere and the home court advantage that they had in the environment that they were playing in was definitely a big part of that championship run. I would say you guys were one of the best fan bases. Absolutely. For sure. It's like a the good. Warriors, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, sorry. I interrupted. Go ahead. The Warriors are to Oakland as the Beehive is to Beyonce. Like, there's the. Oh. Oh. Okay. And that I'm makes sorry. sense. You know, <laughs> and she's, she's iconic, but that's like one of the iconic things about her is the loyal fan base. So you're right. Like, one of the iconic things about the Warriors then is the iconic fan base like a good a good like even like a saturday prime you know like a prime time nba game but you know a playoff game a finals game just the peak the peak like energy in a warriors game for the best moments 
honestly, just like through the TV, I don't know if there's a better crowd. I mean, the San Antonio, the San Antonio crowd is phenomenal. Uh-huh. The the Oklahoma City thun, like the OKC oh, crowd yeah. in the Durant, the big three days, they were pretty insane. I know the the Sacramento crowd as well is uh, like a, a sneaky, crazy fan base, but just the energy at a Warriors game is uh is is pretty wild. And you know, the Chase Center, you can you can still feel it. But it it has definitely it has definitely shifted a little bit since uh since they moved. How many games have you gone out to the new arena? Do you go out there less now, more? Well, I guess you said it's less success less you know it's less, less accessible. accessible. I've been to one game in the arena, and the way Chase Center is set, it's more vertical where the Coliseum was a little wider. So mm. we were at the top, and I'm looking at the wires for the little monitors. So I'm like. I can't yeah. see. But you're like watching the game on your phone too. Yeah. <laughs> but Chase Center is it's a lot better if you just want to go to be around the game. Like there's a lot of people who just go to sit outside mm. the arena. Which yeah. is fine. But it's like, why build the arena there? But yeah. But games are fine. That is a that seems to be kind of a common trend right now. You can really see it in football with uh, the new football stadiums that they're building. It's the it's the other stuff that's all you know just as more important. And with the football, you get all the complexes and there's other things to do. But you're right, the actual in the arena experience, like I mean, you can just see the way they lay some of this new stuff out now, even with like the the restaurant dining experiences where the the standing tables are like way more popular now and it's just much more open and I, I forget who maybe it was the Jags in Jacksonville the Jacksonville Jaguars had a concept for a new stadium and it was uh very much like that very uh very much modern so uh but with with your uh team this year like I mean it, it's a good thing that you do like the old guys because you've added another very old guy to your group. Are you excited about having iconic point guard Chris Paul? You guys have, rooted against him. Yeah. When it comes to Chris Paul, I I don't I don't know. I've heard that there's an attitude problem. Maybe Draymond can fix it. I don't know. But what, Whoa, what is he going to do? Slap it out of him? <laughs> Punch it out of him. I'm very excited that. Gary Payton the second is back in the zero jersey once mm. again, and it's gonna be great. Would you say um, he's your favorite player? Yes. Oh, really? Him. He's great over Steph. Well, I mean, I just feel like there's. I mean, it's okay. So the they're like story. two different. They're like two different things. Same story, different font, almost. Mm. Okay. Okay. Both have NBA dads. Uh, Gary Payton the first is actually from Oakland, so mm-hmm. there's a little more of a story there. But I don't know. Do you think he's just he's a little he's a little he's a little grimy, a little rough. He did his spiel in the NBA, bounced around a couple of teams. I think he went overseas. I don't know. Don't quote me. Ooh, you could be right. But, Get it on that. <laughs> and then he, like he found his place in the Warriors, found a little pocket, worked his way into the team. He was going to get cut, I think, and then he was going to look into, like, a 
videographer job for the Warriors just because he wanted to stay that. That's actually in the crazy. organization. And now he's back. And I love <laughs> that for him. And then I, was that, did he, was he going to get cut before or after you guys traded for him and then traded back for him, brought him back yeah, in? Exactly. <laughs> love I mean, hate. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what happened. If it was up to me, he would have stayed. Mm-hmm. The two most, the two most irrational loves in the NBA are the Warriors fans and Gary Payton and Danny Ainge mm-hmm. and Kelly Olynyk, <laughs> right, Sam? They just end up on every team. Just how it happens. It looks like Gary Payton did not have the pleasure of going overseas, but a whole lot of G League appearances, G League okay. Warriors. He was he played a lot. Uh, G League Defensive Player of the Year, G League Champion, G League Steals Leader. He might be a Hall of There you go. So Curry, a Hall of Famer in the league. Did Gary Payton, Hall of Famer in the G League? I don't know. Is he the Gary Did Payton of the G League? <laughs> is Steph Curry the... <laughs> is Gary Payton Jr. the Gary Payton of the G League? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I didn't watch Gary Payton that much. But we do love GP2. He's... I don't know. I just like the he plays so mm-hmm. well, and the Warriors definitely need defense because that is something that we lack. And he's a yeah, super high energy guy. Makes a bunch of positive plays. Definitely every every. I mean, everywhere he's been, he's a he's been a beloved guy. But uh, bringing in bringing in Chris Paul sacrificed another. Well, I don't know if he was a fan favorite guy, but. He was a favorite for some part of the fan base. How attached were you to Jordan Poole? Pool party. I know, I know, you know, Jordan Poole puts it on a little extra for the, puts it on a little thick for the ladies yeah. too. So I didn't know if, you know, you went to a game, you were courtside, he looked over, he hit a couple threes. Like, <laughs> were, were you sad when he left? Hey, 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 you know. GP2. We love Jordan Poole. One came back, one didn't. And the cards fall where they do. But uh, I feel like he's going to be great in Washington with, um, what's that guy's name? <laughs> Who else is in Washington? Um, <laughs> Washington. Is they're kind of got no one right now. Kelly? I don't even know no. if I who's in Washington. I mean, uh, I mean Bradley Beal's gone. Uh, no, nah, they tie his Jones. Kenny Adiva, Kyle, Kuzma. 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 Kyle, Kyle yeah. Kiss. Oh yeah, yeah, true. Kuzma. Yeah, Kuzma's the guy. But if you had to, if you had to, if you had to bring one back, if you had to choose, would you have choose uh, chose Gary Payton? Would you have preferred to bring Gary Payton back? Yep. He shouldn't have left, but they didn't want to pay him. Yeah, they didn't want to pay him. I don't even think it was like it wasn't even like a crazy exactly. It, it, was like it, it I don't know. Contract was the reason, and then whatever. And then they traded for that contract. Exactly. <laughs> so like, oh, I guess it's still good. Uh, still That's good. what happens when I feel like that was when the Warriors were like they were really pushing the big three, and as good as they are, they're great. We need them. You do have to have a team around them because mm-hmm. Steph. He can't he can't drop forty point games yeah. like he used to. And he shouldn't. The team mm-hmm. should be able to help him. That's what they're there for as a team. But yeah, there were so many games where it looked like 
Steph was just like, okay, I have to do this job and this job and this job. He needs some help. And a lot of times he was side-eyeing Jordan Poole as well, too. So that's why, you know, I wasn't <laughs> sure. Because some Warriors fans, he was jacking up too many threes. They weren't they weren't quite sure. But, you know, he was he was still a young guy. So I think that's why a lot of people were split on sort of where he was going to go his career just because, you know, he could improve. But he's in Washington now. So I don't know. Is he the, is he the kind of guy that you just are like, you're, you're, you feel better rooting for him now that he's on another team? Now that he's not jacking up shots on your team. <laughs> now that you don't have, you know, it's like, okay, I can cheer for Jordan Poole. I don't have all the, you know, sometimes all the red flag stuff he brings to the table. It doesn't affect my team anymore. I don't know if I would say I'm rooting for him now that he's on the other team. But it's like, you know, when you have friends in elementary school and then you get to high school, and you guys go to different schools. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that. It's like, mm-hmm. I, I remember you. I know you. Mm. I'm over here now, though. Mm. <laughs> like you see Jordan Poole in a grocery store, and you'll you'll That's talk crazy. to him for a couple of minutes. You know. Yeah. Things are good. Oh, look at that! Some good looking yeah. produce. I see. You know what you're doing. Yeah. yeah you Getting know. the apples on. <laughs> Shattered up a little bit. Oh, I'm vegetarian <laughs> now. But he'll be fine. Oh, wait, it was actually Chris Paul that you ran into if he was a vegetarian. Not, uh, That's crazy. <laughs> not Jordan Poole. But I know I know. Sam said one of the other big NBA things that you were really into was the bubble as well, too. He said you were really bubble. fascinated by that. Yeah, the bubble was like, I mean, of course, you know, the world kind of didn't shut down, but everybody was on lockdown. I didn't have to go to work. School was online. Mm-hmm. So it just really like let me sit down, focus, and like mm. try to pay attention to what's going on. Um, but yeah, the bubble was fun. There's so where does where does the what's sorry to, sorry to interrupt, but where did where do like the Warriors in basketball rank in your like entertainment power rankings? Like, what do you what do you go to first? The mo- like how many things are in front of the Warriors? How many things do you go to before you get to the Warriors and your, you know, your viewing entertainment experiencing stuff? Ooh, well. Are they super high up? They're high up again. You know, home mm-hmm. team, love the story. Of course. Um, but I will say, so for me, how I learned basketball and like picked which teams and which players I pay attention to. You know, mm-hmm. of course, you like. Look at the jerseys. Whose jerseys are ugly? Whose are not? Uh, you know, which players are cuter? And then we get to okay, he's cute, but he does not play very well. So he gets yeah. Kelly, Kelly Oubre. <laughs> Kelly Oubre. <Ray. laughs> yeah. We all know Everybody the number one. Kelly we all Ray. know the number one draft pick. Uh. <laughs> you get to like you know, the Celtics. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown started as rookies. Did really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Big Tatum pod. He's a fan. <laughs> uh, who else? Donovan Mitchell. Really liked him. Mm. Um, who's that other guy? I don't, I'm a Miami fan. I like the Heat. Bam. I do like Bam. Bam's fun. Bam out of bio. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, Booker? Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Kevin Booker? Booker? I don't know. I 
for some reason I can't get the Kardashians out of my head whenever his name pops up. I'm just like Kardashians. Um, yeah. But uh Is that I the same with Ben Simmons? No, because he's dating Winnie Harlow. I think oh. they're rich. Oh really? Mm. Don't Breaking news? How long have they been to how long have they been together for? They've been together a while. So I feel like that also I guess they're engaged. <laughs> yeah. That also, like dictates where they fall, you know. So I guess am I an NBA fan or do I like the I don't know, it's kinda like was it real the basketball wives? I like that. I like the reality of the, the reality of TV, yeah. Yeah, the reality aspect. Well, oh, yeah, Warriors Jim. might become a little bit of a reality show if they don't figure it out with Chris Paul. That's that's going to be interesting. I don't know. Old rivals, new new teammates. That's going to be real interesting. Does Kerr finally snap on Draymond? I don't know. They, they fist fight. I'm telling you, it's going to be fun. We'll see. We'll see how many Chase Center videos get leaked. Fear. Leaked. But... I don't know. Bob Myers, he, was, he did mention... Uh, now that he has gone the GM for the team, he did mention on ESPN that, you know, one of the hardest parts about breaking up a team is the relationships, you know, kind of hinting, you know, what we mentioned earlier on the pod of him probably leaving the Warriors because he didn't want to be the one to break it all up. So I don't know. It seems like the team is really committed. Lakeup, you know, just like uh, Bob Kraft just loves his guy, loves the Golden Goose, and isn't going to get rid of it. And um, I don't know. It looks like you might have your wish for a little bit longer now. I don't know. I'm just saying they gotta, they gotta get, they gotta break this up, man. It's gone too long. Oh wait, now we went off topic. Uh, what was your, uh, what do you go to more before basketball? Was it TV shows? You were talking about your talking about your history as a Warriors fan. Yeah. So. Before I go to basketball, scroll up to the TV. I love movies. Yeah? Yeah. Movies, then TV. Sam's not a fan of Christmas movies, but it's about that time. Christmas movies are all the rage. Maybe, maybe after Thanksgiving? I don't know. Is there <laughs> what? For me, Christmas Oh, he's just... So, Sam, are you just not this. a fan this early? This this is not on the rundown. I don't, I don't remember us... <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't look like one of the topics we're too early to talk for about. Christmas movies. Is it too early to even talk about it? What? Can we even bring it up? It's, it's not even November. Like, where are we at? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> this is Christmas ongoing conversation. Oh, geez. It's just the same old storyline, you know. Heartbreak. Run into and some mysterious guy. Exactly. Gets her coffee like three times and then they get married. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Same old table. But Sam, uh, you like Christmas movies in December, though. They're all right. right. That, at that Around point, Christmas they're forced time? viewing. Like, Charlie Brown, Elf? Christmas is like nostalgia. Elf. Like, at that point, everything in their time and place. Grinch? He is the Grinch. It's a dog. Me and it's the Grinch biopic. are homies. I don't know. I love Christmas movies. Okay. I love the predictability of them. Sometimes you just want to turn your brain off. Naya, your I think Naya, your homework is to make Sam's heart grow three sizes this holiday season. He's got, <laughs> he's got you got to soften the Grinch. Oh my gosh, <laughs> he's been drinking a lot of haterade. That's wild. 
Oh, yeah. The Haterade. But yeah, I love Christmas movies. But yes. More than basketball, too. Sorry? More than basketball. More than basketball. Christmas movies over basketball. Christmas movies over basketball. Romance movies over basketball. Uh, true crime documentaries over basketball. Okay. I love them. But, yeah, uh, but during the bubble, so like, so it was really just the extra time then during the bubble, and you were oh, like, yeah. I this extra thing now I can I can throw it in. Mm-hmm. I tried. So I think it went baseball. I've always been into A's games all the time. They have uh, giveaway games. You stand in line, they hand out little stuff. I think okay. they do like bobbleheads. They have Black Panther night. Yeah, baseball, I've always been into. It's a very simple game. Um, Is that your number one? Number one sport? Baseball? Over basketball? Depends on how we're scoring. Mm. If we're scoring game experience, like in person, I'm sitting down in the bleachers. I've got my nachos. I'm watching the Mm -hmm. game. Baseball, 100%. It's best in game. Interesting. It's calm. I can finish my nachos. I know what's going on. I'm not confused. Mm-hmm. You're not falling asleep either. Mm-hmm. Not falling. I, fall <laughs> I cannot. Uh, <laughs> then it's then it's basketball. <laughs> you know, I might not finish my nachos, but I can get at least at least three quarters of the way in. Okay. There's okay. some excitement. The crowd might get a little rowdy. There will be beer on my shoes. But, you know, mm. if we win, it's okay. True. A little sticky oh. coming out of that, but... Oh, yeah, very sticky. Nothing Football, too bad. I don't know what's going on. I can't follow. I've tried. Multiple people have tried to teach me what's going on. It's... Wow, really- you're like in total... You're like total opposite. Complete reverse. Interesting. Yeah. Baseball, basketball, then football. Reverse ratings. I know. I'm not nacho meter. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's that's the real measurement. How many? How much of the nachos can we get through? Very important. It is. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm serious. Very important. <laughs> but yeah, football. I can't. I don't know what's going on. We stopped and we start. Those are some big guys. I don't know how the two kids cover. The ball is small. There's a lot mm-hmm. of ground to cover. The fans are way too rowdy. There might not, there's beer definitely everywhere, not just my shoes. It's on my pants. Definitely at a football game. Somebody behind me definitely spilled something in my hair. Not a fan. Have you ever been to a college football game? No. I think you might hate, you might hate that even more. Yeah. That might be even worse. I mean, that I think that's been something that a lot of people have said, like, it almost makes no sense to go to a football <laughs> game compared to watching it at home in the comfort of your home. You know, the camera sides, like it's just no. So it's totally understandable. That's, that's tough. Yeah. So you, but you've gone to a couple of football games, some Raiders, Raiders games. Same big Raiders fan. As far as you miss the Raiders. He could have missed what never left. They might mm. be there physically away, but emotionally, they are still the Oakland Raiders to me. And my I family. catch myself saying it sometimes. Yeah. It just it flows. Oakland Raiders. It slips out. 
every once in a while. I take and believe it if it happens, though. As far as but you weren't super on. bummed out when they moved. Uh, but you did say going to football games was your least favorite, so that makes that makes some sense. It's not like you're going to games, right? Yeah. You're pretty much only watching um, them on TV. Yeah, watch them on TV, but the morale of you know Warriors fans are very similar to Raiders fans, so it's mm. you know the morale is gone a little bit, but you know everybody still loves the Raiders. Mm-hmm. I still have <laughs> I still have Raiders gear that says Oakland on it, so I wear it. Yeah, just fine, but yeah, it's a little sad because that's definitely income from the city but that's another topic that is sad that's like uh you've like kept all your oakland like you didn't even officially break up with them you've like kept all your stuff you didn't like you didn't update the brand it's still oakland raiders oakland this oakland that so you're going to a's games too is that what you said oh yeah real oakland sports fan we love we love the a's do i know are you have you been to a giants game at all San Francisco Giants. Yes. Have you been in that stadium? That's a nice stadium. That's a really nice stadium. I've been to, so I work for Ticketmaster, and Mm. we do have a couple of concerts in that stadium. I think we had Lady Gaga. That was fun. Fun crowd. And uh, Dead & Co. I don't know who that is. I'm not familiar. Yeah, me neither. You know what kind of music they do? Oh, that's a great question. Rock? I was going to say, I can take a good guess with Dead and Go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would say my favorite stadium slash arena would have to be... Oh, it's kind hmm. of like a Grateful Dead. Sorry to interrupt. It's yeah. like a... It's yeah. like a... They broke up a little bit and reformed. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but it's like a... We'll call it a Grateful Dead spinoff. A little bit? Yes. Dead and Co? That's what yeah, it sounds like? One them, is one of them John something? Let me see. Let me see. There's uh, Mickey Hart. Oh, uh, oh, John Mayer? Yeah. Oh, John Mayer is yeah. involved? Sounds familiar. Yeah. That's one of them. Bill Krutzman? The Allman Brothers? Hmm. Odell Burbridge? We all love Odell Burbridge. Love him. I think Odell Burbridge is on pace to be my number one artist right now. Well, maybe behind keyboard keyboardist Jeff Cimenti, but <laughs> Odell Burbridge is solid. Anyways, I interrupted. Ticketmaster. <laughs> okay. My favorite arena would have to be Golden One Center. It's the latest. Oh! Light the beam. I do. And have you seen just, them light the beam? No, I have not. But the arena itself is fun because it's like in a little shopping center. Mm. It's very fun. So you're not saying you're not saying best crowd, right? You're saying best arena. Mm-mm. Okay, okay. We want the ag- we wanted to clarify. We don't want anybody. Yeah, to aggregators, ag- calm down. Does <laughs> no. she still think the Warriors fans are better than the Kings fans? <laughs> yeah, you thought you got your soundbite. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> don't take it out of context but, uh, but you've never seen him light the beam I'm going to take that out of context and say you've only seen him lose they may have been bad for a while that is totally legitimate like 
Last year was the last time they made the playoffs in how mm-hmm. long? Right? A decade? So. 16 years? Yeah. That was, that was big. Because, again, being back your initial talking point, uh, a lot of people from Sacramento like to claim that they are from the Bay. But if you look at a map, oh, interesting. The Bay does not touch Sacramento at all. And in mm-hmm. fact, it takes about two hours to drive there. So it's it's a it's a it's a little debate, a little beef. Yeah, I have I have family in Sacramento and we've done we've done the drives from Sacramento to San Francisco. You're right. I mean, it's a couple hours and it's not it's once you're a couple hours in, you're kind of mm-hmm. you're inland inland, you know, getting more inland California. You're like the where so where my family is at in uh in Sacramento. Mm-hmm. I was going to say the name of the, the name of the lake, but there's just like there's a lake that they claim is like, oh, you want to go do something? Like we're going to this lake. It's not like you know we're going out to the bay. I mean, it's it's a couple hours. I agree. Sacramento's not in the bay. All that to say, I'm on board. I totally agree. There you go, humble. Sacramento fans are taking it on the chin right now, but they can take it. It's fine. They've fine. been taking it for 16 years. <laughs> they're used to it. They're, they're, they're good. <laughs> Jeez. All right. Well, Ram, I know you have uh, cooked up a segment as always. I don't know. You just Mm. keep banger after banger. It's so good. So we got another one. Peak of their powers draft. Ram, you want to explain it? So, you know, we're kind of starting to wind down the year here. We're starting to uh, put a cap on 2023. And we wanted to figure out who were at the peak of their powers. So like Sam said, it's a peak of their powers draft. And there's not really, you know, there's not a ton of rules, but the way that I was looking at it was, yes, this person is at like their, you know, at their peak as well. But like, this is also like the the peak it's going to be for them. It's not just the highest they, they've ever been. It's like, this is kind of the top of the mountaintop for this person. So, you know, there's a it's lot of- going downhill. Maybe, may, you know, I'm not saying I'm not I'm not saying this is a fall. This is not fall off draft. This is not the you know who's going to be washed in five years draft. But this <laughs> is uh who is on the mountaintop right now. So we're not saying how long the mountaintop is necessarily going to be. But you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of young people that are obviously climbing and still building careers. And you could say that there's certain people that are at their apex. But is it going to be the apex for them? So I don't know if I. Let me think if I can think of a good example of somebody that's like not going to get picked. So like, oh, so like we were talking about for for preseason, for example. So like with the Warriors, Jonathan Kaminga's preseason is the best that he has played. But is this the best that it will get for Jonathan Kaminga? Like, hopefully it gets better. Oh, Sam smiling. <laughs> I hope I didn't say well, hopefully I didn't say one of his picks. Hopefully I'm not spoiling it. But, you know, <laughs> potentially. There's a, you know, Kaminga's, you know, he's impactful this season, plays a lot of minutes, helps this team make a deep playoff run. But maybe, maybe it's just false hope and it never works out. And this preseason hope was like, 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 you know, he's, he's a younger guy. So I would say, you know, maybe he's not the type of guy that's maybe, maybe that's, that's like, that's like a C plus example. It's, it's an okay example. It's a, it's a fine one, but. I mean, I don't, you know, Naya, again, there's there's no real rules, but does that kind of make sense what we're doing? Peak of the powers? Yeah. Is it I know, limited? Sam. 
is it limited to NBA players? Or are we? I think it can be whatever you want. Okay. Are you? Does it, is that make it easier? Are you more prepared now? Yes. Okay. I, and I don't want to. I don't want to say too much, but you know, we're talking people. But again, you know, I think it can be. I think it can be whatever. So we'll see what. We'll see what the boards. Uh, well, I don't want to say too much, but it's just you know, what is uh, what is at their peak right now? So there's there, there's three of us here. How is there any way we want to decide the order? Are we going to be gentlemen? What's going on? Uh, yeah, of course we gotta let the guests go first. Is that the? I think that's the fair thing to do. Naya, do you want the first pick? I guess I don't know. <laughs> okay, well like then. Sam it's okay. You can, uh, you can, sorry, but you can uh, think for a second because, uh, so wait, you'll take the first pick and then Sam, who wants the second pick? Do you want the second pick? I'll go, I'll go it? second. I'll go second. And then want me third? All right. And do we want to go, do we want to go serpentine? Do we want to go back around, around the loop? How many picks we going? I got like four or five. Five, four, five? I got three, four. Maybe go three. <laughs> Two, okay. whatever you got. <laughs> we we get to just two picks. <laughs> I know, I know. Reb already got like ten people on his list. He's got. We can call it a out. I got too many things on my list. <laughs> exactly, my list is long. <laughs> if IT leaks my list, uh, there's Jeez. enough for all of us. <laughs> <laughs> there's definitely enough to go around. So wait, I'm going. I'm going third, and then um, I guess we'll figure it out after that. But peak of their powers for. 2023 for the foreseeable future. Who is at the mountaintop right now? I guess since Naya, you have the number one pick, this will be, you know, the most mountaintop person. So who is at the absolute peak of the powers right now in 2023? Give the first pick. This is tough. This is tough, tough. I'm going to say... And like we said, everybody's on the board. I'm looking up his name so I don't butcher it. But I feel like I'm Can he be at the peak him. when you don't know his name? Mm -hmm. Yeah, is it really at the peak? Yes. Once you learn his name, then he'll be at the peak, and then you can, yeah, then you can make the pick. So yeah, shout out. out to Giannis. Giannis, <laughs> thank you. Oh, is that <laughs> wait, really? Giannis out of the Kubo? Oh shit. He's doing really well. Yeah, sure. They had a really good run in the playoffs. I think that was last year. The was it last year? Year before last, yeah, like year before two last years ago, yeah, two, three years ago. They yeah. took some time, you know, recouped. They've got Damian Lillard now. That's gonna be interesting. So I feel like he's oh is he at the peak? Question mark, but strong. I feel like he's he might be right on the precipice of the peak. I was going to ask, is this projecting a little bit into the upcoming season? Because Sam was saying this a little bit on the last pod that now with Lillard, now with the added offense, Sam, I feel like you might be in agreement with this one because you were saying, are we going to see the best season from Giannis we've ever seen? She said yeah, that and perfectly. I, and I, I know. I don't know. I mean, totally didn't talk to her about you it beforehand. Date. What's going but, on? Uh, I, don't, I don't know, man. You know, this totally, totally so didn't talk about it. But, you, you know, I, I, I do. Cover your ears, Sam. Ask her out after this. <laughs> All right. I will. I think, I think thanks for the advice there. Um, but uh, <laughs> I do totally. Yeah, I totally agree. I think 
Giannis. I mean, it, it is one of the most interesting topics going into this year in terms of who is the best player in the league. And like Jokic did obviously take the belt, but like, is it Jokic and no one else really? Like he, he obviously yeah. played really great, but like mm-hmm. he didn't have to face Giannis. He didn't have to face Tatum who, you know, got knocked out on his own. He didn't have to, you know, he did beat LeBron, but um, you know, he did. So he did have some challenges. I'm not saying it was a total cakewalk, but I mean, when you look at how, even though Giannis was knocked out in the first round last year, he only played half the series, you know, and now he has a legitimate superstar as other role. I have been a big hater of Chris Middleton for the past year. I'm telling you, man, it's, it's just pedigree, you know, he's a G League player. Uh, it's not, you know, when the, when it starts going downhill, it really starts now going the injuries downhill. So. are there for him too. So you never exactly. know. Exactly. Exactly. I don't, I don't know, but now that he has Dame, even though this team has some questionable depth, um, I totally agree. I totally agree. I definitely agree. I think, agree I think I agree with both things you just said there, where I think we could see the incredible Giannis season. The thing that's really concerning me about the Bucks is like, the more I look at this Eastern conference, I actually wonder if, the Dave trade has actually pushed them back a little bit because I mean, we're still got to see the regular season basketball. The basketball starts up uh, Tuesday night, uh, recording this no. Friday night. You'll be listening to it Saturday, but I, I, the Celtics team, you know, with drew holiday and the Porzingis thing now that they've added as well, it's just a scary four or five people that they can throw out there at a time, but you're right. Just the, the spacing and the offense and just sort of the, offense defense combo that Giannis and Dame sort of provide. Like, I think the Giannis and Dame thing could be performing on like uh, individually. This could be some of the best performances. You're right, Sam, that we've seen for the bucks, but I just don't, I'm, I'm, I am starting to worry a little bit if they're, you know, just the team that they had with holiday and the way that the Celtics were constructed. I had them as number one team in the East, but, I am really starting to think about, you know, are the Bucks or are, are the Celtics now this team? But the Bucks still have Giannis, so I guess that still has to be the deciding thing. So I know Fair Naya, enough. that has been something that we've been saying all summer that Jokic, like he deserves the praise right now. He was incredible in the playoffs. You know, he had an amazing playoff run. But Giannis has, uh, Giannis is, you know, the two way thing. He's and even the statistics last season, if he doesn't get hurt in the playoffs. It's still, uh, you know, an incredible regular season, and maybe the playoffs turn out a little bit different. But Jokic on uh, Jokic for the Nuggets. I remember you guys played him. You guys played him in the playoff series a couple of years ago. His teammates were injured, and you guys ended up sweeping him that year. But this year, his team was healthy. They were finally able to make the finals run. But Giannis at the at the peak of his powers. So a basketball, a basketball player off the board yeah. with the first pick. I like to see E-ball. it. No, I yeah. shout out Giannis. Um, we will see how he does this next year. Uh, my number one pick, I think I'll go with an actor just because of, mm. um, how much I have enjoyed him and how much I think the approval rating is just through the roof. I haven't watched all of his stuff, um, but I know he generally loved and everything is. And the most popular actor right now, I'm going to go with Pedro Pascal 
as my oh, number okay. one okay. guy. You know, Mandalorian revamps. I mean, it pretty much carries Disney Plus. Um, pretty mm. much kid starts it up and brings in all the people <clears throat> supposed to be, you know, there's Game of Thrones, which he was in. And then uh Last of Us, you know, that that show becomes pretty much an instant classic. Everyone's watching episode per episode. You know, something yeah. that I need to go back and watch. Uh, and, and uh, yeah, it's got some upcoming mu- movies like Gladiator 2. Uh, like I mentioned, Minecraft. So we'll have to see how those pan out. But uh, even it's kind of funny. Even in the book of Boba Fett, it's supposed to be about Boba Fett. And it's just once Pascal shows up in The Mandalorian, too, he just takes over the whole show. It's mm. become, you know, it's, it's it, you got Baby Yoda, you got him. So, you know, whenever he's been trusted with a big IP like The Last of Us, you know, with that gaming thing never seen before, like The Mandalorian, which, you know, is pretty much helped resurrect Star Wars after that really rough run with the last trilogy. Um, he's succeeded. So, you know, it's really exciting to see where he's at in the future. But, you know, IMDb in 2021 called him the most popular actor out there. So it doesn't get much oh. higher than that. So do you think he's at his peak right now then? So I guess the thing is, is the Mandalorian at its peak right now? What season are they on? I'm going to be honest. I've never uh, actually, I'm, I'm behind on the Star Wars shows. Yeah, Narcos was pretty good too, uh, where he was in. I remember watching all of that. Was, mm. It was it was good until uh, the main bad guy died. But uh, yeah, I think, yeah, that was one of the main ones I watched him in. I know he's in Game of Thrones. I know... Maybe Nia, you know. I know you what, watch Game, Game of Thrones, so really good character in Game of Thrones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Come to I'm honestly a little less for like I've seen because he's done the TV show stuff lately where he's really broken out. I haven't really seen those shows, but he's in the he's in the Equalizer too with Denzel, mm-hmm. very underrated, and he's also in a Netflix movie called Triple Frontier, which has got like. It's it's a it's honestly a stacked cast. It's Pedro Pascal, Ben Affleck, Oscar mm. Isaac, and you guys do do we have any Charlie Hunnam fans in the room? Sons of Anarchy, Pacific Rim, a bit of an under the radar guy, but four pretty high profile action stars. Big money. I've seen him. In, I've seen him in that movie as well right now. So is the is did you the, like Sam, that the, movie? It seems like people are saying it's kind of mid. Um, it, I saw the ratings were mid, but I liked it. It's fun. Uh, yeah, no, I think Mandalorian. It was just how much of a culture changing moment it was. I think it, I think it was like a huge initial. culture thing starting. Yeah, getting people to actually get on streaming stuff. And, you know, of course we had Netflix way before that, but in terms of having these big IPs just take over their own properties instead of giving it to like netflix and other areas to stream it and now doing it on their own and mandalorian kind of made it like really actually work and uh you know he was a big part of that of course they having baby yoda was also a massive part of that and one of the biggest Mm -hmm. reasons but he definitely helped in that and then to see the way the last of us really captured audiences which has been extremely hard for video game movies to do i mean most of the time it mm-hmm. doesn't pour well over and i was very you know some people who had never heard of the games ever were like watching it every week um and it, it was very popular out the gate so um so far you know now that he is 
been able to have these big roles. He's continued, you know, going on. And, uh, you know, they, it seems like the approval rating for him is uh, through the roof. So, you know, killing it on and off the court. Yeah. So the Last of Us was the first season of that was this year. I didn't know if that was uh, 2022, yeah. if that was going back a little bit. But that was in that was in the spring because I don't, mm-hmm. you know, sorry if I'm taking something else off the board, but like, so you said Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda, would you say Baby Yoda is at its peak right now? <laughs> no. Because I feel like you're right. Oh, like yeah. 22, like that initial sort of Mandalorian Star Wars booms. I feel like we're kind of past the Baby Yoda apex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like it's kind of it's kind of worn down a little bit, but you're right. You're saying, you know, Pascal still doing the show. Is the quality still there? For uh the Mandalorian? Yeah, I mean it is. I the book of Boba Fett, it was a little it was a lot more rough. Um just because mm. it was like when he's in they that? already had one person who was a Mandalorian and the mystery with that with um the Mandalorian itself. And that was kind of supposed to be what Boba Fett was. So now you're trying to like kind of give him the leftovers and it was kind of weird but uh and then then uh pascal showed up and took over it but um yeah i mean i think that's the reason why i picked him for not only that past year with when the mandalorian came out and boba fett but now also this year with the last of us it just he just did it again so we'll i mean we'll have to see what the next property is that he'll come in but you know right now he's uh Right now, I put him, you know, right up there in terms of just straight up actors and straight up people that, you know, if you go on the street and ask about Pedro Pascal, I don't think there's any haters. You know, I might need to do more research. Mm. Might need to get IAT on there, but I've not met someone who's like, you know, who's overrated. True. Pedro Pascal, high approval rating guy. So he's done the TV stuff. Yeah, I think his, I think you're right. I think good call on Pedro Pascal because with that last of us, I think that really boosts him up there. Do we want to see him still do the TV stuff? Do we want to see him get back into the movies at all? Is there a is there a superhero role that he could take that we're interested? In? What do you want? What do you want to see next for him? I guess there's more seasons of The Last of Us still to come too, so that'll probably commit him for a while. Is it based on the video game? I haven't. Yeah, seen it. Oh. yeah, it is. So yeah, it's based off of the zombie zombie video game, and uh, we'll see. I mean. Chances are Star Wars is going to eventually pour over more Mandalorian from the show to the movie just because of how good it is. But we'll we'll have to. I mean, I don't I don't know. Ahsoka was supposed to be that. But then like the story didn't do great. And Disney's just all over the place right now. And especially with the writer's strike, they're just coming back. So they're starting to write. Hopefully they figure out the stuff with the actors. But um, yeah, it seems like Pascal, though, you know, he keeps it pretty diverse. He's got a couple other stuff going on. You mentioned the Minecraft and other movies, but uh, Minecraft, yeah, I don't know. 2024 is a Minecraft is a, project in the works. Is a, looks like he has some kind of some kind of Minecraft thing. It was about going. time. How long has Minecraft been out in Gladiator 2? I don't know, it's been out forever. Minecraft, not at the peak of its power, it's attached to it, it looks like. I don't know, people are still playing Minecraft though. It has Jason Momoa, Matt Berry. Momoa, is yeah. he playing us? What? What are the? Oh, there's a trailer a out. Let's see. Do we? Do we? Do we show the trailer? No, that's too long. Screenplay the trailer. <laughs> What's the name of that one spot? Oh, that looks that you go into with the great. fire. Oh yeah, the Nether. 
Was it actually called the Nether Regions? There's no way. The Nether, yeah, it's like another one. Another. There's no way in a kids game. <laughs> in a kids. Game. Oh gosh. We're going to the Nether. What? what? Nobody the approved. Who? Who approved that? No shame. No shame. Let me check. It feels like an obvious thing not to call it. Yeah, it's. All it's... right. Yeah, it's the Nether. Yeah, it's the Nether. All right. Nether regions. What? Found <laughs> it. What is happening? Yeah, it looks like there's a trailer out. Got a mama. Is a trailer? Is there a date? Um, I don't know. Twenty twenty five. Whoa, that yeah. might be a fan made. Yeah, probably. It won't top Super Mario Brothers. It can't be top. Yeah, it looks looks Video game game fake news. Fake news. Pedro Pascal off the board number one off the board number one for Sam. That's crazy. Well, I guess that that puts me on the clock with the uh, with the third pick. And honestly, I feel like I feel like I'm kind of getting a steal here with this third mm. pick. But for 2023, for peak of their powers, who's at the mountaintop? I think I got it. I gotta take Taylor Swift. Mm. Number one. I feel like this is I feel like this is first round talent. The world tour. She's officially ascended into I mean, she's always been kind of the number one of the generation. And that's of course, you know, puts you in like all time great stuff, but she's really now kind of ascended into like the holy like, you know, the Jedi Masters of music. Like she is like this this world tour has kind of officially put her on another stratosphere, and she is already the tour she's done already is actually the number two grossing tour of all time, and she's accomplished that in only fifty six shows. So her show is her show, the number one tour of all time, pretty crazy. She's one of two artists right now on Spotify streaming at a hundred million monthly listeners. I feel I feel like. 2023, I feel like you could argue number one, she might be it. I feel like I just got the steal of the draft with the third pick. I just got MJ. Is Pedro Pascal Sam Bowie? That's the question. That's crazy. That's crazy. And I mean, I don't know if you have something to say to I about that. I don't know. I mean, she is causing earthquakes. Or... Hi, are you a Swifty? No. Uh... But you know what? I will let you. I will let you have that one because she's she's doing well in her in her lane. She's going very far in her lane, and I love that for her. She's dating a uh, what was his name? We don't we don't mm. talk about it. Oh, okay. He's dating Travis Kelsey. That yeah. I probably have. I've tried to block. Do we try to block that part of the memory because we get it reminded every time we turn on a Chiefs game. So. You know, I get it. I get enough. I get enough T Swift time every single week. But you're totally right, Rem. I mean, Taylor Swift. She's just. I mean, she's got. You know, she has her specific demographic. But now it's like pretty much everyone. I mean, it's now you're crazy if you don't like Taylor Swift. So, yeah, it's it's might be the. This might be the only three person pod out there with no Swifties on it. It's but, crazy. I mean, you still got you got to respect the work that she's putting in. I mean, she yeah, sold yeah, out, yeah. She yeah. sold out SoFi Stadium like six nights. Ago. Oh, it's just crazy. <laughs> That's like unheard of. It's the number one yeah. stadium in, the, in America. I guess what well, she hasn't played this 
the spear yet, has she? In Las Vegas? Mm -hmm. Naya, have you seen pictures of the spear at all? Yes, I would love to go. And you saw they did the... Well, yeah, I guess you worked for Ticketmat. You're clued in on all this stuff. You're probably... Probably saw the blueprints mm. when they were building it. She she is IT, how bro. Do you get it? Yeah, true. How do you get how do you get into a game at the sphere or a concert at the sphere? You need to pull those strings. Yeah, we'll see. Gotta make some calls, but uh okay. Okay. Taylor Swift to me, she isn't really the peak if it's bad. Like she's not at the peak for her. It's the most popular. But is that the peak? Yeah. Are you saying maybe, like, what are you saying? Some young, like, younger Taylor Swift was actually the peak? We love country Taylor Swift. Before she was pop, country Taylor Swift was peak. But now... You're right. Honestly, (laughs) now that you say that, because the one Taylor Swift song that I do go back to is Love Story. That's the one Taylor song Swift I know. Is love story. So maybe love story is peak Taylor Swift. Is it really peak Taylor? I wonder what her number one song is. Hmm. I want to say it's You Belong With Me. Because that that was a good one. Is that a bop? You like that one? That is is a middle school bop. Middle school (laughs) bop. The one? No, not the one. One Step Forward? No, I don't want songs with the number one in it. Tim McGraw. Oh, this is just an opinion piece. <laughs> Where are you going I think it might be the wrong. That might be the wrong opinion, Tim McGraw. Mm. I feel like Love Story might have a case. Love Story is, uh, I feel like, pretty popular. Yeah. I feel like that's, uh, maybe, I don't know, what's... Uh... No, that's number 100. Blank space. Oh, shake it off too. Okay, shake, shake it, it off. off. Yeah, shake it off that's, is that's, that's, uh, that was huge. I know that one. I know that one. Twenty two. Mm-hmm. I think we're starting to starting to push it a little bit. Christmas when you're. Oh, I'm not in on the Taylor Swift Christmas stuff. I. And then we're into and then we're into the deep cuts. So it's between love story and uh, what was the one that you said? You belong with me. Oh, is yeah. that the same? Is that the same album? Do we know? Does it know? I guess we're none of us are none of us are Swifties, unfortunately. So we uh, not like that. Nope. That's no, big now. A fearless album. Two thousand eight. I feel like I aged Jeez. myself. Big and it's now it's 2023, and uh, she is the second. This is her second peak behind uh, behind Love Story. Um, in, two, in terms of a world tour, she's kind of peak. So maybe peak for you want me to change my pick to peaks for world tours? <laughs> she's peak. I feel like she is. She's at the top of where she is. Okay. And that's good. Okay. First I'm trying of- to. I'm trying to win the draft. Taylor was peak, though. Right. I think I might have blown it already. <laughs> so am I, So are we snake drafting this? Do I get a redemption pick? And then redemption. we go back the other way? Go for it. 
There you go. Okay, so I'll try to redeem myself a little bit with uh with the second one. We can go through this quick because uh I'm just uh this is a this is a a UFC guy, and again, this is a little a little uh looking forward a little bit, kind of mm-hmm. like Naya you were doing with Giannis because, like I said earlier, we're recording this Friday night, so this will drop Saturday. So Saturday night is UFC, uh, UFC 294, one mm. of the most anticipated UFC rematches in recent history. Alexander Volkanovsky versus Islam Makachev. Volk, right now, Alexander Volkanovsky has held his belt for over 1,400 days. It's like one of the six most longest runs in UFC history. He's basically beaten everybody and handled everybody but he's not only beaten everybody recently he's gotten just progressively better in every fight and this islam guy so now they've got weight classes in the ufc and they fight at different weight classes this guy is in the weight class above him and they fought once already and volkanovsky went up in weight class to fight this guy and basically everybody that watched the fight agrees that he won but it went to the judges scorecards the judges scored it for Islam. It was, it was you know Volk challenging for his title. So it was kind of like does does I go to the to the receiver type of situation? Does it go to yeah. the reigning champion? But tonight, when you're listening to this, they're fighting again. I think Volk gets him in the rematch, and I think if he beats Islam, this will be Volkanovski at his peak because again, he's gotten the rematch against the guy. He will be double champ and even smaller list of guys. He's already cleaned up one division. So now he starts to clean up another vision division. And I guess, you know, if he loses, uh, I feel like he was still at his peak in 2023 for cleaning up his division the way he has. Cause again, he's been so dominant amongst his own peers that he's had to go up in weight class now to start to challenge himself. So I know neither of you are big UFC guys, but Alexander Volkanovsky right now, I think in terms of the, just in all of the athletes right now, like who is at their specific peak, I think kind of across the board, just for himself, I think he is uh, at the top of his game. Oh, Alex. Shout out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think uh, what's, um, there is the... I remember though the only other person I knew was like so dominant that it was crazy was the the Russian fighter with the Khabib? super long name. Yeah, German then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't and he Khabib? retire though recently? Yeah, yeah, he did. And Khabib is actually training the guy that Volk is fighting. Khabib oh, okay. is Islam's trainer, which is one of the reasons that Islam is so dangerous because you're like you're saying Khabib is maybe the greatest, one of the greatest fight, fighters of all time. The other guy that's in that conversation that's currently fighting and is fighting in November is John Jones and John oh, yeah, Jones John just Jones. won the heavyweight title. And he just kind of ascended to, I mean, he, he did kind of solidify greatest fighter of all time status. So, you know, he's in this conversation as well, but just in terms of, you know, he was so good when he was younger and he was just dominating people and he was, you know, beating Cormier Cormier was moving around in weight classes. Just the stuff that young John Jones was doing was super impressive. And that, and for the UFC people that watched the John Jones surreal, surreal gone fight, it was such a, a short fight, incredibly dominant, but such a short fight that I think uh, 
because Volk is sort of in the prime, like John is at the end of his career. He's about to fight his last fight uh, in November, essentially. So Volk at the peak of his powers. I think the UFC is kind of ascending right now as a sport. It's kind of starting to break into the mainstream a little bit where it's always kind of been in the niche. And I think you could argue that, again, John Jones, greatest fighter of all time, and he's still fighting, but... I think you could argue that amongst the quote unquote, you know, active fighters, because John Jones. So now the thing about John Jones was he got suspended like a couple years ago and was like out of fighting for like five years. So he's kind of returned for these like last two fights, win another belt and just kind of solidify his greatness status. But in terms of the guys that have been doing it, have had, you know, the career in the recent runs and descended to the peak. I think this guy's the top. So that will be my next pick. Shout out. Shout out, shout out the homies. All right. Uh, I'll talk, I'll do my uh, one sport that I know, but neither of you watch. Um, right now, mm. <laughs> the uh, player who, who, um, who has been, he's been pretty young. He's really young, 20 years old. When reporter actually got in trouble for calling him 28. So hilarious hey. clip. But a young player was on developing in Germany. This is a soccer player. But now is on what is probably the best consistent team every single year in Real Madrid. Talking about Jude Bellingham at the peak of his Mm -hmm. powers. This man, he has right now 10 goals in 10 games. And some people giving him crap, calling it it's happened, saying it's not real. And if you watch these games, they are game-winning goals. They're well-earned goals. And he's someone that, you know, my friend, one of my best friends and I have been really watching throughout the years. You know, FIFA gamers, we know, you know, all those young players and stuff. Ooh. And now he's on, finally made it to the big stage in Real Madrid. They've been trying to get, you know, what has been, what was known, you know, probably Kylian Mbappe still kind of has the crown as the best player in the world. The last couple of years, he's he's been babied or pampered a lot in his area. So now at his team, so you can kind of see like it's his play is starting to go down. He's not really getting challenged. And now Jude Bellingham, really t- super talented midfielder. And he's just gone to another level, moving to Real Madrid because the team has this ridiculous amount of just institutional knowledge and and, and uh, experience. When you look at some of the older players on that team, Luka Modric at one point, you know, player of the year, took his team Croatia to the World Cup final, which is, I mean, it's it's similar to, you know, I, I mean, like almost Ginobili taking his team to gold. I mean, you give him pretty much half a ring for that one. And... You know, he has that. He has Tony Cruz. I think I'm pretty sure a world champion as well. And um, other, you know, really smart players, other young players to compete with uh, in Chuamani, in Kamavinga, just really talent all around him. And he's just gone to another level, consistently scoring every single game. He's just, I mean, you know, on the biggest stage at Real Madrid. And um, it almost feels like now they kind of don't need Mbappe. I mean, it's kind of weird to say, but Mbappe has been, you know, holding his team hostage. He's been treating them like trash. And, you know, he's he's demanding hundreds of millions of dollars to be paid. 
demanding player decisions, stuff like that. And with Real Madrid, they have there's a pride about their team. You know, it's obviously the team over everything. They're known as, you know, Los Galacticos, the best in the world and the galaxy. And uh Jude Bellingham is living up to that badge. He's he's uh he's been playing great. It's really fun to watch him. You know, there's some of his past teammates saying it's hard to play with him, but so far it seems like he's playing well, and you can see he's getting smarter and getting he's just soaking up all this knowledge from all these great players around him from this great team. And um, while the team still has some serious question marks about their defense, things like that, there's a reason why they've needed these 10 goals. They've been down a lot in these games. Jude Bellingham has probably been easily the brightest spot in this year of of uh, soccer in general. It's just, I mean, it's what he's doing. It's just plain stupid. It's wild. He's at his peak is what you're saying? He's definitely... He's, 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 I think he could in theory get better. The thing is, cause the thing is there's a bunch, you know, there is some other young soccer guys that score a lot of goals that, you know, I got nervous. You're saying peak. Oh, is it a hot streak? And you know, you didn't say his name. You said Jude Bellingham. So I'm just, you know, I'm curious why this guy versus, you know, like our boy Hallen, for example. Yeah, no. So like with Holland, it was like last season was pretty high in terms of the peak of his powers. And I think, a big reason for that is because of he had like he had a really close connection with who was someone I consider the best midfielder in the world and Kevin De Bruyne, one of easily the best passer in the game. And now this year De Bruyne is hurt, and you can see Holland's production has just really gone. Not as I mean, he's still consistent. He's still one of the best scorers in the league, but definitely not leaps and bounds in front of everyone. And for Jude Bellingham, it's when when you watch these games, he's just controlling the tempo, controlling the ball, controlling how it's moving. And it's not, and for mind you, he's been, he hasn't, this is his first year playing with the team and he's already taking over games, taking over moments where he's just, he's just doing what he wants. And it's, he's bigger than everyone. He's, he's very agile. You can see him move with the ball. It's just, it's crazy what he's doing. And and he's doing it with um, some great teammates around him. So, uh, you know, is he the best he's going to be? Obviously not. But in terms of, you know, I think like Mahomes first year, you know, when he got those 50 touchdowns, you know, Lamar with that MVP year in terms of stats and just like, you know, we haven't watched film. We don't know his tendencies. He's just, this is just what the heck is going on that. I think it's that crazy hot streak. And, you know, as time goes, He'll figure out ways to stop and figure out ways to slow him down. And he'll probably get better where you're like, oh, you look at advanced stats. He's actually, you know, he's actually technically winning more. But in terms of like, this is just a flamethrower and he's playing stupidly good. That's where mm-hmm. Jude Bellingham is at right now. And, you know, probably the most consistently good team. Barcelona did have a dip down. Uh, Man City could be argued for that. But when you talk about history for decades on decades, Real Madrid is by far the number one. And considering that, you know, they they were looking for a young superstar like this. They brought some good, you know, uh, pieces in that. You know, Vinicius Jr. could make an argument for one of the better players, but he still needs to kind of get set up. But in terms of someone to control the game, this is easily their number one guy. And um, it's kind of interesting considering they've been looking at Mbappe, but he's been kind of going off the track. So for now, at least so far this season, you know, 10 goals, 10 games. It's it's crazy. Jude Bellingham is definitely right now at, you know, the peak of his powers. Mm, he's on fire. Nobody can stop Jude Wait. Bellingham. 
wait. Naya, it's been a long, it's been a long, a long wait. We've made it all the way back around the loop. You're on the clock for your second pick. Second answer, right? Because we're snaking around. Yeah. It's a snake, snaking. back to back. We're snaking. All right. I went, I went back and forth, but I, I feel like I've said it on two really good people who have really made an impact on their field. So I'm going to start off with Issa Rae, one of my favorite people. Mm. Great actress, great writer, producer. Um, you know, I followed her career from uh, her web series. Sure. Awkward, Awkward Black Oh, Girl. you go way back. We go way back. That's my girl. Um, so you, discover, you discovered her while she was doing the web series? Mm-hmm. I mean, it was obviously popular, but those are the real, those are the real fans, you know? That's like the, yeah. I mean, yeah. That's what broke her out. Yes. The web series was great. Um, honestly, her whole production's YouTube channel has some really great, like, nuggets, like, little finds. Like, okay, it's, it's great. Um, and then she goes off to Insecure. 2016, that was groundbreaking for some people. Mm-hmm. Samson's never seen it. But uh, to me, it was, I feel like it, it's almost her debut for everybody else, except for the people who were with her during Awkward Black Girl. Um, that was a really strong debut. Yeah. Um, and then for her to go on to a, I think it was unscripted. Yeah, she has an unscripted series. And then she has another scripted series. And then she did, she's, her resume is long, if you look at it. Yeah. She's got a Little with Regina Hall and uh, Marseille Martin. Two Spider-Man movies. Was it Across the Spider-Verse and Beyond the Spider-Verse? I believe. Yes. And then Who's she voicing those? Why do I not remember that? You know who she voices in those? Uh, she's the pregnant one. The um. Oh, she's in the new one. Okay, wait, no spoilers. I haven't seen the new one yet. I'm exposing myself. Oh no! There's a pregnant. Um, there's a... Wait, so does that mean there's a little baby tiny Spider Man inside of her? Yeah. Yes. I don't know. I don't know how that works. Yeah. She's a great. She's doing voiceovers. In that one, she's in a new series called Young Love, um, created by, I want to say Matthew Cherry. Um, he did a really great um, animated series. Have you ever seen Love, The Lovebirds on Netflix? Yes. With her and Kumail? That's pretty funny. Her comedic timing is amazing. Um, and she's also in The Photograph. Another great drama, another romance. Sorry, Sam. Um, but yeah, I love her. Um, and she's just she's taking her expertise across multiple fields, multiple genres. Uh, she has a record label for her series called Rap Shit. Mm-hmm. I'll give her, the series is okay, but she does have some great artists on her label. Um, and she also recently came out with a prosecco. That we will be trying. So she's she's in the she's in the wine game now. Mm-hmm. Look, that's peak right there. That's when you know. Wine, 
Yeah. When you've got a wine and target, you're legit. Again, I'm sorry if I'm saying picks, but like that's you know, like Clooney, you know, you start getting into the mm. the drinks game, tequila, the the Eagle. gin. Eagle. Maybe I'm saying too many picks again. Also, oh, you know, man. I don't if we said it Barbie. She was in the Barbie, Barbie movie. She was, she was Barbie? President Barbie. Oh my gosh. President Barbie. And yeah, Jessica Drew in Across the Spider-Verse. So mm -hmm. if she's a if she's a pregnant spider, does that mean is it eggs? How does that work? Does she oh. lay eggs too? And is it do they hatch into spider babies? What goes on there? I assume it's just one baby. <laughs> okay, it's just the normal. The human part is still baseline, which is also in a, another movie called American Fiction. Um, that's coming out later this year, I believe. Hmm. Yeah, December fifteenth. Um, the movie looks great. We saw a trailer for it. I will be in theaters, probably drag Sam along, but um, I believe that movie is projected to be an Oscar nominee. So. And what was the name of it again? Which one was it? American Fiction. Is this a, is she acting or producing? Acting. Nice. I'm trying to find it on IMDb. Oh, you said American Princess? American Fiction. Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. And the producing thing she has really going for her right now, too. So she's she's really working both sides. Like you said, mm -hmm. the acting and the producing, but Who's going to follow up? Who follows up Issa Rae? You're on the clock back to back. A little back bit of a deep back. cut. A little bit of a deep cut, but uh, while you were talking about boxing, that got me to thinking about a few boxing movies I've seen. Okay. Um, a few Marvel movies I've seen. And Ryan Coogler, the filmmaker, Ooh. Oakland native, really... I feel like he really, while he doesn't produce as much content, um, what he does put out is great. We got Black Panther, uh, Wakanda Forever, Creed 1 and 2, Fruitvale mm -hmm. Station, which really got yeah. him out there, and then uh, Judith and the Black Messiah. We're very big on, we're very big on hit rates. Uh -huh. So he's he's one of those guys that I think he does it the right way where he doesn't just he doesn't just take every project and swarm himself with projects. And now, my, you know, my, he's started to do it a little bit more as a producer, but, you know, like slap my name as a producer on like 17 different projects. It yep. seems like at least, you know, earlier on, he was a little bit pickier and that you're right, that early run of just Fruitvale Station and then the Freeds and the, the Black Panthers. It's a uh, pretty incredible Judas, Judas and the Black Messiah as well. Did that get nominated? Oh yeah. Was that? That, a... I don't know. that was uh... a nomination. Mm. Yep, Academy Award. Best Picture. Golden Globe. Yeah. Well, Keith Stanfield might be one of the most underrated, been in a ton of Academy nominated picture type He's guys. Been a lot. Starting this. Well, so you're an acquired taste, but yeah, I'm a really big fan of Ryan Coogler. So you're picking him now versus like you're saying, like 
What about that? What about that Black Panther moment? Could you make an argument that maybe Black Panther was Coogler's peak? You could. I feel like that would be wrong. Mm. Because, you know, just because you get the gold, like you said, the title, you have to keep the title. You can't just get it, you know? Mm. And with producing and still being selective on what he produces, you know, he's not slapping his name on anything. So he still keeps his title. Sam, can you be at your peak if he produces if he produced the Apple TV Steph Curry doc? I never watched that, but I heard it was not good. I, <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, a lot I'm of people gonna... didn't watch it. Yeah, that's that's. I don't know how you mess that up, especially when you got uh, especially when you got people on top. But you know, Black Panther. There's there's still there's obviously still great stuff in there. Uh, what does he have any upcoming projects? Anything coming out soon for him? Let's see. Do you have any director projects coming up? That's what I'd be interested. Or I guess writer too. Nothing. I'm seeing no, nothing. See. No. Oh no, I'm seeing two. Am I seeing a TV series on here? Mm. A Coogler TV series episodes? That'd be good. Of course, Michael B. Jordan has to be in it. Oh. Let's talk about Michael B. Jordan. He's okay. Oh. MBJ not getting drafted. Mm. No. Not on your list. He's not on the list. Scenes for... Oh, scenes for minors? And wrong answer. That's what we've got in development from Ryan Coogler. Mm. With the scenes for minors being a TV, both of those as director, according to IMDb. Scenes for minors, we've got like a little foster care story here. Some juvenile detention, obviously dealing with uh, minors, so teenage problems. And then uh, we've got a math teacher. This is this is wrong answer. A math teacher in Atlanta is scandalized when he looks to get funding for his school by altering his students' test scores. And yeah, Sam, this is the one that you must have said earlier. This has got Michael B. Jordan in it. Yeah. yeah that's just, that's um, just how he does. I roll. Googler directing, but not writing. Did he write Fruitville Station? Yes, he did write Fruitville Station. And I believe he wrote the first two Creed movies. And I think he wrote, did he write Black Panther? Yeah, he wrote Black Panther. Yeah. I mean, Stan Lee's obviously credited Joe Robert Cole as well. But yeah, wrote wrote a lot of his projects. So that will be a, that'll be a different kind of project for him because I didn't see, at least IMDB didn't have his name on there as a, as a writing credit. Oh, and uh, he's also, well, He's executive producing uh, a couple of the Marvel things too, the Ironheart series. And it looks like I am there's excited a. For Ironheart. You're excited for that one? Look, are, you exci- so- are you excited for the the one that's going to be coming out next, the Marvels? Yeah. Sam doesn't seem to think it'll kind of do well. Um, that's what reports are saying. I think, I mean, you know, it doesn't matter what I think. Am, yeah, that I'm might that might come up a little bit later, but 
I'm excited for Monica Rambo and her story. Okay. Um, yeah. how that's gonna tie into was it Captain Marvel? Because mm. her she was Miss Marvel her too. Yeah, Miss Marvel. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's gonna be good. And the flurkin. Flurkin. That was a crazy scene. We get a flurkin appearance. Is Nick cat. Fury in this one? Mm. Do we get a Nick Fury? Mm. I didn't see I don't him. Know. He might he might need a little break after that uh Secret Wars. <laughs> yeah, I guess I didn't see Secret Invasion, so I don't yeah, know. Secret Invasion, to, not, is it even Nick Fury? Who knows? Who knows? Sadly, sadly, That's what I said. Hopefully I haven't even seen it. Am I under something? Rush under. I don't think it is. We don't hmm. think that was Samuel. Or was it Nick Fury and it was some scroll? I think the scrolls are scrolls are out. But yes. Uh, I feel like Ryan Coogler's his heavy hitters hit hard. I agree. I agree. They make up for some questionable producing, but mm-hmm. I feel like he's he's a strong he's a strong guy. He's at his peak. Mm-hmm. Damn, I think you're back on the clock. That is peak. Yeah. I think um so I gotta we'll go movie too. Um, but right. instead of okay. behind the camera, I'll go with someone in front of the camera. Someone who had a great year this year. I'm gonna go with Cillian Murphy. I've been a big fan of his mm, for a, a minute pick. now. That's and a good you know, I think Oppenheimer was kind of it was his perfect in his kind of wheelhouse kind of character kind of character he's been uh typecasted you know not really not really happy characters you even watch him in Peaky Blinders you know he's not really happy but someone who's who's in power someone who makes really tough decisions and someone who isn't who who has a lot of power at their hands who controls a lot of stuff that's going on probably troubled characters um you see him also in 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 Inception um where he's you know that heir to the business empire all that and um he's just you know he's kind of him and nolan christopher nolan like we've been mentioning kind of like michael b jordan and krugler you know hand in hand are in a lot of the similar movies but you know he has a uh, quite a few performances outside of those um but yeah i think he's he's best his best times are when he's with nolan and that was on clear display this year with Oppenheimer, which you know may have gotten some buzz because of Barbie, but I think I think you know it would have done well without it. I think it wouldn't, maybe not as high, but it it did pretty decent. And um, I you know I I obviously have issues with the movie as a whole in terms of how it's structured and things like Sam that. Continues to spread his Oppenheimer agenda. Hey, look, look. But in terms of the acting from Cillian Murphy, that is not one of the issues and rdj agrees with me there's there's clips on there's a interview online where he's you know pretty much loving on him and um that's one of the biggest signs you know of greatness is when other great actors agree so yeah silly murphy this was definitely his year definitely his biggest movie in my opinion definitely biggest piece of work that he's done and uh yeah i don't know if he can get much bigger than this at least this year I definitely had Nolan on my list as well, too, because of the Oppenheimer thing. And I guess, you know, the only case against it would be, or not even against it, because I guess, you know, we're picking this year and, you know, sort of this time frame. But 
you know, what is the peak? Is the peak the moment of the movie or is it a little bit later at the Oscars? Is it him winning best actor? Because he is favored right now, according to the site mm. that I'm looking at. He is minus 120 and he's uh, the number one best leading actor betting odds. And same with Oppenheimer, minus 125, their best movie front runners as well. Holman Domingo from Rustin is second. I'm not familiar, but you get Bradley Cooper, uh, Maestro at third, which that looks like it could be pretty incredible. And then Leo, Leo DiCaprio from uh, the movie that's actually coming out tonight when we're recording this, Flowers of the Flower Moon. I guess technically uh, last night with uh, how movie releases work. Barry Coegan, Saltburn at four. So, I mean, that just shows you kind of a lot of these movies that are, you know, we're getting into prestige season, but a lot of these movies that haven't come out yet are the ones that we're looking toward. We're not looking to the stuff that's come out already because, I mean, Oppenheimer and Barbie dominated and they were the things that were on top. And the Oppenheimer moment was, I mean, at least in terms of movies, maybe the the biggest thing in movies for the years. So I think I, think I agree with you because, I mean, Nolan, I think there's different points where you could argue. And again, I think if Nolan wins best director and this wins best picture and that kind of stuff happens, then maybe you make the Nolan argument that this was his peak. But before the award stuff, I think you're right. I think of the people from this movie peak, I think has to go to Killian Murphy. I think he's the one that's really shot up because of this. Like RDJ, I mean, Iron. it's obviously Iron Man for RDJ. Like even... Yeah. I think even if he wins Best Supporting Actor for this role, it's still Iron Man. I mean, Iron Man yeah. is just the the pinnacle of his career. Uh, again, with Nolan, you've got like The Dark Knight and some other stuff in there that you could say. But yeah, I think for Killian Murphy, I think he clearly. I think this movie for him more clearly than any piece of it is his peak. For sure, no, for real, yeah, yeah. Did you I ever think, watch uh, Oppenheimer now? No, you ruined it for me. I ruined it? No way. He told you no, not to not. watch it? I did not yeah, say that. He's talked about it so much. And I've I know, he doesn't it. like it. Don't listen to him. Do you like Christopher Nolan? No. I've seen The Tenet only because John David Washington was in it, and I didn't understand it. I was like, Okay, ah. that's well, fair. But it's I fun to watch. too much when it's calculus, I'm... I'm I'm okay. Yeah, give you me know? the Christmas movie already. Give me the Christmas movies. You've never seen the Batman about. movies? I have seen the Batman. Uh, I mean, you gotta admit those are amazing. Everybody loves those. Yeah, but the story is simple. Easy to die. You just, just complained like about the other movie. one being too complicated. <laughs> yes, can't I wait. Like you can't wait. We can then wait. he spoon feeds you Batman. But uh <laughs> Watch oh, movies with oh, a bib. What's his name? Cillian? Cillian? Cillian, yeah. Cillian, Cillian. IMDb. Cillian Murphy with the cold performance. He plays a lot of the same Anybody? characters, well. Cold performance? Yeah, it's pretty, I mean, he's pretty typecasted, yeah. Have you seen Peaky Blinders? Has anybody here seen Peaky Blinders? Peaky Bl I've seen Peaky Blinders. That's another reason why I love him. Yeah. Is that is that final? Was the final season this year? I don't know. It's not good after like the third season, in my opinion. But oh, yeah. it drops off. Yeah, I don't know. That's my opinion. I don't know. I mean, did you watch all of it now? No. 
Yeah. The accents were too much. But you did the same thing. That's like half the show. Uh, I watched, I want to say maybe three episodes. I really oh. like um, Anna Taylor, Anya Taylor-Joy. Anya? Yeah. It was in a few episodes. Who's in that? Anya Taylor-Joy. She's yeah. um, Queen's Gambit. Oh, yeah. She was in it. She's good. Yeah, she's, she's great. Pro, she's she's pro Anya Taylor-Joy Yeah. Great. I really liked her in the menu. Yeah. Yeah, we take away from what runs his, his final draw. Might be saying picks, but uh <laughs> I think that puts we're, me we're, uh, I guess revealing I, your big board. Yeah, I guess I should just go next and get my next two picks out of the way. Three and four. For number three, so I got music, I got sports. I think I'm gonna join you guys. Dip into the entertainment. But I'm not going to go movies. Mm. I'm going to go with a show. And it's the biggest show of the year. But it's not from this year. Mm. And I think you could say, you know, that uh, that says, you know, obviously where we're at with the streaming area era. But it's definitely the peak for this show. I'm taking suits. This That's summer... Good. And I'm going to be honest, I've never seen an, a single minute of Suits, but <laughs> this summer, I mean, this thing just crushed on Netflix. This was, I mean, basically the most popular stream show of all time, and it ran originally from 2011 to 2019. Season one, its best season averaged 4.3 million viewers, so about a 1.4 Nielsen rating. And like I said, this year, the number one stream show it was number one on Netflix for 13 straight weeks, then got bumped for one week, and it was back on top. And Nielsen had it on top as as recent as uh, the 24th of September, which is their their most recent data. So I don't I don't understand it. I've tried to I've tried to read the pieces, tried to figure out what the resurgence was, but it seems like it was just 2023. People caught on, and it kind of exploded, but. Suits and I think uh I think are they saying that maybe they bring it back? There was talks of now they may even do a do another season, but I feel like for TV shows, Suits was the show of the year. So I feel like Suits is at their peak of their power. So that's my next pick. Oh, this is whole- this is the first the first non-person, I guess, off the board yeah, as well. I guess too. so. Okay. I was probably okay. gonna take a non-person too. So. Okay, good, good. I you know, I figure we can uh we can branch out. Diversify. So I got a couple of a couple of crazy things on my board, but yeah, this was uh definitely at its peak this year. Yeah, so this is good. I watched it in twenty seventeen. I had a internship. One of the professors persons was like, "You need to watch the show." Watched it. We're hooked. Um, you know, we get to see a young Meghan Markle. Hmm. That's the piece I always forget about that is this is the Meghan Merkel show. Was that part of it? Mm-hmm. Is that part of the resurgence? Mm-hmm. How big is she in the show? Is she is she a part of it? Like is she a major pretty, role? Not major, but strong support. What does she do? What's her what's her what's her thing? If I recall correctly, she's a paralegal and mm-hmm. 
she kind of gets involved with one of the main characters. The main guy? One of the, the like, B guys? I believe so, yes. Wow. With the main guy. And then I mean, Prince Harry. So we know Prince Harry was watching Suits as well. One of the 4.3 million viewers was Prince Harry. <laughs> at some hey, point. Look. In a cardboard cutout in his closet. Yeah. Oh, is that breaking news? Mm. Prince Harry had a cardboard cutout? Aren't they doing a show or something? Yes. Yeah, the Royals? Prince Harry and... They're always making something. Has... Has anything they've they've done actually like gotten finished? Yeah, Harry and Megan TV series. You can watch it right now. I guess she did do the podcast for a little bit. She did do a couple episodes of that. People really didn't like it. The show? The TV show? What? Sam, what were people criticizing? Uh Hagen Hagen and Markle. Oh my goodness. Harry and Mark and Megan. Uh, it's like a doc, six part doc on Netflix. Is it released right now? Yeah, came out last year. Forty six percent on year. Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, I remember that. Okay, five point okay. one out of ten. Yeah. So yeah, I would say Megan Merkel definitely not at her peak right now. Nope. But CBS, the what? Uh, Oprah Winfrey interview. Hmm, that was last year as well. Was that her peak? Yeah. That was probably her peak, in my opinion. Or was it the royal wedding? Maybe it was just the wedding itself. Mm, Maybe just getting married. I don't think it was a wedding. That wasn't her peak? Mm. I don't know. Her peak is hard to say. Because it it comes in waves. Mm, Maybe it's still out there. Who knows? Maybe she hasn't hit it yet. I I don't feel like Prince Harry's hit it yet. Mm, you think there's more for Harry? I feel like we could get a Harry run in a couple of years. We love Harry. Harry. Cool. I've never been anti the Royals. I just don't know if they make, if they're just necessarily like business savvy people like that. Like they're fine, but I think they're going to just have to learn the, you know, learn the business a little bit and uh, figure some stuff out. I don't think they can necessarily like walk into Hollywood and start just nailing project so mm-hmm. okay Missoula maybe, <laughs> <laughs> maybe also be easier to it sounds like maybe be easier to work with I don't know I'm not saying I'm just who knows just what we read so that would be my guess but what was my so you pick? made one of your pick? two picks or is that my pick what was it oh yeah. suits I picked suits okay so for my fourth pick which means I only have two picks left. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with another. I'm gonna go with another sports one. And uh, I'll do this one quickly. But Sam, you'll appreciate this. Mm, I'm taking Kelsey. for my peak in 2023. Not quite, but a teammate and a former teammate. I'm taking, so I'm taking, is this the peak for the 2016 Kansas City Chiefs draft class? Mm. So, Sam, do you know who you picked in 2016? Chris Jones? What draft class? 
That was one guy. Okay. You picked him in the second round. Was Mahomes in that one? I think he was later. He was twenty. Mahomes was the next year, twenty seventeen. Yeah, twenty seventeen. Okay. Uh, I think I think Kelsey was already on the team. Yeah. At that point, Hill Hill was another. He wasn't drafted. Tyreek Hill in the fifth oh, round. Is? Okay. In the okay. same draft. That's crazy. Which I Did mean, we got obviously, any of our linemen in that one? <laughs> yeah. No. Obviously, you know, Tyreek Hill not on the Chiefs anymore. Mm. But in terms of individually where those guys are at in their careers right now, I mean, Tyreek Hill is on pace to be and probably, you know, has a really good chance MVP. of being the maybe, but the first 2,000 yard receiver in the league, averaging 130, you know, 135 yards a game right now through the first uh, six games. And Chris Jones just playing his best football of his career. This is the best. Chiefs defense they've had under Mahomes. The defense is actually like, you know, like we've talked about kind of carrying this team. And if you just go through history and look at what are the best two person draft classes in NFL history, well, just in general, this, the 1974 Steelers draft class was uh, just insane. They had four Hall of Famers in that class. Uh, but other than other, t- setting that aside, we have uh, 65 Bears, Sam, with Dick Butkus and Gail Sayers. Shout out to uh, our guy. The 85 Bills with Bruce Smith and Andre Reid. The 80, the 95 Damn. Bucks with Warren Sapp and Derek Brooks. And then the They're 96. The yeah. And I think were those both first round picks as well. And then the 96 Ooh. Ravens got uh, Ray Lewis and Jonathan Ogden offensive mm. linemen both in the first round. But Chris Jones and Tyree killed. The thing is like, you know, some of the all pro stuff with Chris Jones being behind Aaron Donald, he has a bunch of second team, all pro appearances. And, you know, it's not like either of those guys were rookie of the years when they were coming out. That was the, yeah. uh, the Dak Prescott Ezekiel Elliott class. But I mean, what Still these guys have, five. yeah. What these guys have ascended to and where they're playing at right now. I don't, I guess uh, the case for this would be, the fact that Tyreek Hill is not on the Chiefs. So it, they, I feel like individually these guys are playing their best, but can it be the peak for this draft class, even though they're not on the same team? They're just, you know, playing their best football. Uh, it's probably the, it's definitely, I do feel like it's Chris Jones's peak. I think Hill, like he is putting up the most yardage, but I don't know. We'll see if it's legit. Cause like you look at that, you know, Super Bowl year was, I mean, crazy for him specifically. I mean, how many games he won that Ravens game that we won, um, obviously in the Super Bowl itself against the 49ers. He was the difference maker there. Um, you know, the crazy stats he would put up with Mahomes. And, you know, he's doing the same with Tua. Uh, but, you know, will that translate to the playoffs? We don't, we don't know. So he has had some crazy career highlights in his past um now i mean now it's on a whole nother level and we'll see if it continues but uh yeah i definitely see the case for it uh probably peak of their powers for the personal people themselves you know in terms of yeah they're just i mean hill knows how much he bends the field and he already knew beforehand but now the league kind of knows you know you're starting to get into like weird curry kind of you know very kind of kind of um type against type defense that you have to deal with where you're like, Oh, we can't all focus on this one guy, but 
we're gonna you know have that in the back of our mind the whole time and jones is just you know we already talked about this last week he's just on another level so we'll see i i definitely do think that they're up there and um you know hill may have had some higher peaks but jones is definitely this is as high as he'll probably get would you would you trade right now would you trade Brent McDuffie, Sky Moore, Rasheed Rice in a 2024 fifth for Tyreek Hill. I don't know. Trey, Trent McDuffie, though. I mean, I probably would, but I don't know about a first. They're on like a third. McDuffie's actually decent. That's because that's the other piece to this trade, too, or this this pick is, yeah, I mean, Tyreek Hill not technically on the Chiefs anymore, even though they're both individually playing great. But what you, I mean, that's what you got for trading him to the Dolphins. So, the yeah. receivers, you know, a little bit shaky to start the season. I still have a lot of Rasheed Rice stock, and I think uh, showed, mm, you know, believer. Okay, I'm a believer. I haven't given up hope. I have him in my fantasy lineup right now, and uh, I'm crossing my fingers. I hope that goes well. But the McDuffie pick as well too is incredible. He's had a phenomenal mm. start to this season. So to have those two guys, Sky Moore is a third piece. We'll see what that uh, fifth round pick becomes. All around, they just kind of, they won from the players. They trade Tyreek Hill. They can, you know, somehow continue to win from that. Chris Jones is still balling. So the 2016 Chiefs draft class is at the peak of their powers right now in 2023. Crazy. Crazy. You know, I will have to see who else. I don't know who else is in that draft class, but definitely up there. I'm going to take a layup. With this middle one, it's kind of easy, kind of kind of basic, but similar to Taylor Swift, it's just it's just kind of there. We all know how big it was. Yeah. And I'm gonna go. You know, I don't even think we need to litigate this that much. I'm gonna go with Greta Gerwig's classic, The Barbie. You know, Barbie Barbie movie, and you know, obviously Barbie has been the the brand itself has been a mainstay in many people. Are you taking the brand? Homes. But I'm taking the brand. It has never been this high, in my opinion, in the peak of just being self-aware of the stereotypes that it brings. You know, I think in the past you could kind of have, you know, it would still be as popular as it was, kind of like McDonald's, you know, it's there. But McDonald's rarely have ever talks about, you know, they they try to make it seem like they're healthy, like everything's fine. You know, you're not talking about the fats, how bad it is for you. And in the Barbie movie, you know, they really go behind the curtain. They're like, hey, you know, you you perpetuated all these stereotypes. You make it tough, you know, for, you know, people who are consuming it. And, you know, it just, it really, um, it really was, broke the fourth wall. It was, I really liked it. We got, you know, shout out Issa Rae in it, you know, had great actor, actors. Oh, a double well. pick. Yeah, I know. I know. She, she was, she was killing it. Uh, you know, of course um other big people you know margot robbie ryan gosling all that jazz but you know when you consider how much of an event it was the hype that was built up for it i mean i was was hearing you know people really really excited beforehand and it actually delivered it actually delivered and um i think you know also recently watching some reports on the marketing for it you know having even the pink it was it was kind of interesting and uh watching other stuff where anything that was close to that shade of pink just got slapped on the bit named barbie it's a barbie cup it's a barbie this barbie that and when you have 
that much of a brand where people are using it organically. And it's kind of like, it's similar to, you know, Ziploc bags to an iPhone to stuff like that, where it's, you're no longer or Band-Aid where it's no longer, you, you don't think of it as a brand name, but just as a thing that you put, you know, it just is, it yeah. is that, that that's what the object is. And um, yeah, I mean, that's what Barbie became this past year and, you know, will it last? I don't know. You know, it's kind of, you know, kind of dying down now, but there was a moment, there was a moment and I, you know, it was a cultural moment. And I, I think any, any person who goes back through 2023, you can't, I don't think you can retell the story of 2023, at least here in America without mm. mentioning Barbie. Janaya, I know we're in October right now, but is, was Barbie the apex for pink as well? The color pink? Mm. Yeah, you say so. It's up there with Pepto-Bismol, but you know, <laughs> Barbie Pink is it's a staple. That's our a Mount our Rushmore of Pink. Who knows? What do you think of Pink? What's Pink? Barbie Pink, Pink Gum, Gum, Hubba Bubba. Mm. Those are the Mount Rush Mount Rushmores of Pink. Hmm. And uh, old school NFL Octobers, when everybody mm. just used to wear pink gloves. Yeah. And uh, uh pink towels. Yeah. AJ Brown for, for the a wide receiver for the Philadelphia Eagles. He still wears pink shoes when he plays, but he wears them. He said he wears them so his daughter can recognize him on the field. And he's got a younger daughter, so oh, when she cute. watches the game, she sees the pink shoes. She can recognize him. Yeah, I, I it's a, it's a sweet story. He gets everybody. So he's the one guy that still uh, still consistently does it. But you're right. Pink swept the nation. Barbie. Barbie uh, swept the nation. Maybe Issa Rae is the real winner of this draft. Getting brought up Maybe. twice. Really, really crushing, really crushing it. I know. Uh, so you're picking Barbie the brand, not Greta Gerwig either. Kind of interesting. I, mean, I would agree. I think I would agree. Yeah. Even though this was such a successful movie. Yeah, I mean, she, you know, has other stuff, and obviously, this is probably the crowning jewel in terms of popularity of stuff that she has made but you know i i haven't been as you know i haven't watched all the stuff she's made in the past you know i know that i think i think you know maybe there are some other movies in the past that people would put up higher um but in terms of just i think it was just more of the marketing and you know how much people were talking about it and it was just how much not even like commercials and stuff but the organic stuff of people talking about it and people wanting to talk about barbie people getting excited about barbie you know and it was similar to uh the world cup final you know where it was this is all happening on one day and everyone's talking you just see it all over and you see people everyone wants to join in you have people you know trying to call everything the barbie this barbie that even though it's like been pink forever and um yeah i don't you know i it's it's uh, I think it's a moment in time and it'll be very interesting moment in time. But, you know, I don't there won't be nearly as much, you know, organic excitement about it with for Barbie, too, or something like that, in my opinion. But um, it's it's just having that IP and getting all this hype for it and then actually delivering on it in the movie itself um, mm -hmm. with some of the, you know, some of the best actors that you can possibly get. And, um, you know, I thought it was a great music score stuff like, you know, great story. And, um, it just all came together. It clicked. It was, it was a very nice, and I, and I enjoyed the movie. 
and you know, I'm, you know, you can just like look across from the Barbenheimer thing and just go Nolan. Like, you know, for somebody to put all of these pieces together with this Barbie thing, like that could, that just, that should be somebody's peak. But, you know, could this be like her Dark Knight where I think we all kind of look back and go like, yeah, the Dark Knight was, I think, Nolan's best movie. But I mean, his like Inception and Interstellar and just all the stuff that followed Dunkirk. And now with Oppenheimer, too, like the Dark Knight wasn't the awards thing back in the day. But Oppenheimer now to, you know, propel him back into the awards circuit, like he still had other moments in his career where he's been you know, on top of, you know, his field, maybe not the peak for himself, but still been on top of the field, still had moments you could make an argument where, you know, definitely like almost peak moments for him still has, you know, obviously put together one of the better careers that we've seen from a director. So I think she still has those type of moments. Like the Greta Gerwig thing to me is, uh, is just starting. I think her and Nolan are kind of the two powerhouse people right now in Hollywood. And the other thing that the Barbie thing did too was that was kind of an underrated thing was, you know, obviously like there's been kind of, I think just a general shift like, and maybe I'm wrong, but a general shift away from just physical toys and stuff. And that, you know, it is affecting these companies like Mattel and you don't really think like, well, how does Mattel pivot in the modern era to deal with where kids are, you know, like what, what is entertaining kids? Well, it used to be toys. Mattel was on top of that with Barbie, but you know, with the digital stuff in the modern age and more stuff like that, this is the first like Mattel spinning off their something, you know, into an IP, into a movie. And if you look at what they've got coming up, like I, you know, I'm forget, I'm gonna forget now what all of their, you know, individual toy properties are, but I know the other big one is Hot Wheels. And I know there's a bunch of Hot Wheels stuff that's you know, planned on coming out. And will that stuff be the prestige stuff that Barbie was? Probably not. But just in terms of like pivoting a company, like Barbie, Barbie is pivoting this company that was historically like the big toy company in America. Now it's probably going to start turning into a film and IP and our stuff, you know, kids are going to be watching Hot Wheels shows. on. Like, you know, instead of playing with Hot Wheels, it's going to be watching the Hot Wheels stuff. And, uh, mm. you know, I think uh, it continues to. Am I, Naya? Am I wrong on this? Do you think the kids are uh, watching more? I feel like Mattel needs to move, and they're starting to do the more of the TV and the movie stuff. I feel like this was less for Mattel's like toy marketing, and more for their like, I guess, almost like atoning for their past sins of like perpetuating oh. stereotypes on women because the main thing of the movie of course is barbie but also barbie in the real world like there aren't mm -hmm. that many women construction workers and you're gonna get catcalled if you wear something crazy on the street and it is hard to be a woman and i think america ferrera did amazing in that role another great actress um so i think it's, this is kind of like an apology tour a little bit Mm. And Greta Gerwig did great in writing that apology for Mattel. Um, but I feel like Mattel, they're not worried about going digital at all. Especially, Didn't... sorry, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, to go back to what you were saying about America Ferreira, too, to give her the, 
like you have Margot Robbie in that movie and then America Ferrera is the one that gets the big, you know, sort of monologue moment and mm-hmm. really, you know, pulls it off, goes one of the, you know, it's a it's a pretty incredible moving scene. So for her sure. to do that in a movie with uh, other big actors in it, I think is a, a big deal for her there. And I think, yeah, everything, you know, you said about the movie and our message is, is fair. And I think anytime you have an apology to her headed by Will Ferrell, you're uh, <laughs> you're in good shape. So yeah, Sam Barbie, definitely, definitely a phenomenon, definitely a worthy fourth pick. So Naya, I think you're, you're about to finish out your board here. You're on your clock for your last two, four and five. Okay. Pressure picks. Hmm. My picks are really good. I think, okay, I'm going to go with, is it, well, one's kind of spicy. I'll go with the safe one first. Piggybacking off of Barbie. I'm going to go with Billie Eilish. Mm. She's doing great. Hmm. Uh, What's the song? What was I made for? Like, that song goes with Barbie. You can't make of that song and not Barbie. It was a great scene in the movie, and I feel like that really, you know, it drew out the emotion of the message, along with her other projects. I think she's great. Um, Especially the work she does with her brother. I think their little duo is so cute. And she just, you know, <laughs> yeah. she, stays, she stays to where she is. Um, my last pick. You guys ready? Mm. Is this the, so this is the spicy one? This is the spicy one. Mm. Okay. I feel like the Kelsies are at their peak. The Kelsies? Mm. Is that what you said? Yes. Not just Travis. Jason as well. But Jason um, too. Okay. Okay. Mama Kelsey. Kelsey's. Yeah. All of them. I feel like they are really, they're riding this, they're riding this Taylor Swift wave. Um, <laughs> they've been, they've been in the public eye for a minute. Travis had a dating show. Um, they've got a series. Jason has a documentary. He does. Like this, this is nothing new for them. It helps them. It, I think it gives them another market. So now they have Swifties. They're they're up and up. I think their podcast is like number two right now. I mean that's yeah. that's essentially number one so because nobody it was at number one at one point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On which on Apple? I, think, I don't remember. I, remember I guess probably on Apple like, because Rogan's yeah. a Spotify exclusive. So does he just? Okay. I mean, he's he's kind of far away and everybody on Spotify. So like number oh. two is technically like, okay, number one against everybody else. So, but yeah, I guess if they were number two on Spotify, they're probably number one on Apple. But I think, yeah, no, you're totally right now. Cause I think like you have the Super Bowl, you have them playing each other. You have Mama Kelsey. So America kind of gets used to them. You know, you got the podcast and you're starting to learn more about them. And then boom, like, you know, <laughs> the behemoth of Taylor Swift just shows up out of nowhere and so now the public knows, like, are comfortable with these people. And so it's like, oh, this is not, like, some third-string punter on some practice squad. It's like, oh, we kind of know this guy. And, like, so, yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. I don't think Kelsey – I don't know if he can do much more. You know, he's got his own show. Well, maybe return to the show. We'll see. But, no, and picking this – picking the, making this pick right, fresh off the Jason Kelsey doc is perfect timing. When, when, they, when I saw the promos for the Jason Kelsey doc, I was like, okay, this is, this is it. Maybe is this the peak for sports player documentaries? Jason Kelsey. 
They want their stories told, however boring and mundane they might be. But, you know, if they don't have the money to produce it, (laughs) let them do Uh, it. Do we do we need a Kelly Oubre doc? Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely. What about a Garner Minshew doc? Sam, mm. who's the worst player that could get an interesting doc? It might be Garner Minshew. Jeff Teague, he's pretty funny. The Jeff Teague doc? The Ryan oh, Clark yeah. doc? No. The player media doc would be a good one. Like no. the Shannon Sharp. Nobody's done the Shannon Sharp doc yet. Is there a Shannon Sharp doc? That would be fun. It would be loud. Let me Movie see. theaters would have to hand out earmuffs. Uh, Shannon Sharp. Bring back skip. I don't think so. Oh. Nobody's done a Shannon that. Sharp. Because Dion did a Dion had a 30 for 30 that was done I within the last two years, I believe. Mar Hamlin will probably get something. Mm. Yeah. I don't know you if he's to... even a starter for the Bills this year. Sam, did you need to address the Hamlin on the the windows of the ambulance at all? <laughs> did you have any thoughts on that? Not a single one. I don't know. You know, mm-hmm. we may, we may go into some waters to get canceled, but that one that one feels a little <laughs> <laughs> it feels a little tricky. There's no so way to win. Just watch float down. He just watched it float by. I think I think we saw what happened with Skip. You know, I think I think we. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Um, did you, is that it for your pick now? Or I think that was, yeah. Was it Kelsey okay. Brothers, your last? Okay, so Sam, this is pick five? Yeah, no, I'm breathing a sigh of relief because I didn't know if Nia would steal my pick. I told her about mm. this one. I'm going to go with, you know, this one's a little bit in the cup, but he's, I mean, very, very popular right now. I'm going to go with the number one YouTuber who's going crazy right now. James Donaldson, aka Mr. Beast, his latest video Ooh. broke the world record for the most views in 24 hours. That was non-music, so non-artist. He had 60 million views in 24 hours on his latest video. That was like literally, I think. When did he tweet this out? That was, was it a big video on the. Like, 15th. what was he doing? It was like one dollar house versus 100 million, but. He, I mean, he's found obviously his right, you know, he does these huge challenge videos and his most popular video with 520 million views is the real life Squid Game uh, video, which is a fun video. It's like 25 minutes, but you know, he has over 200 million subscribers, still the number one, uh, number one individual YouTuber that India, um, account and t-series is above him at 251 but when you look at you know just he knows his area he knows i mean he has stated he tries to put all his money back into his productions and you can see it you can see the quality that they put in it's well thought through and you know maybe he steals some ideas from other youtubers that's all youtubers do that but you just i mean every video that you see he's i mean it's high engagement um, when you look at other popular guys, such as like PewDiePie and other popular YouTubers, many of those people subscribe and then don't watch or you don't nearly see as much engagement. And, you know, maybe it's just a whole lot of middle schoolers watching these videos. But, hey, they're all watching them. He's doing what he needs to do to pay the bills. And it's, it's hundreds of millions of viewers. I mean, it doesn't get better than this. So 
you know, he's, he's, he's found his niche. He's found the media and, um, you know, I don't, there's, I don't know what my, what more can you do? So you're a Mr. Are you a subscriber? No, I'm, I'm not a subscriber. I do, you know, every once in a while, like, you know, there's a reason it's popular. Like there's interesting titles yeah. like, oh, you know, ages one through hundred fight for 500 K. I want to see, you know, an old mm -hmm. person fight a one-year-old. I don't know. But like, there's, there's interesting videos. It's just, I mean, there's also some like really emotional ones where it's like, you know, a thousand people see for the first time, a thousand deaf people here for the mm. first time. And it's, you know, similar to these popular fast food chains, popular brands that are out there, you know, they have these high things that they advertise and you watch the video and you're like, oh, it's actually that, like, it's actually what he says it is. And it's wild. And it's, mm. you know, and he knows how to do it. He knows how to edit it well. So, you know. As a marketer at heart, I respect the marketing. It's great marketing. He's killing it right now. And um, yeah, you know, there's a reason he's number one on a very competitive platform. At this point, everyone wants to be a YouTuber. And uh, he's far and away the number one guy. And um, I mean, the engagement he's getting, I mean, it's it's crazy to get this level of engagement consistently um, over each video. No, this is a great pick. You're right. The number one YouTuber in the game right now. And this is this last video getting so many views because of this is just everybody wants to see this house or is it this just what his audience is? Is it? Just, it might be. I mean, they're just so all in their algorithm. Point? It's just the algorithm, probably. But you know, I mean, he does he seem like he has. He does seem like he has like YouTube autism. Like he really knows what the algorithm is. Like he is, he is locked in, but. The thumbnail yeah. game has always been strong. And, I mean, he he knows what he's doing. You know, it's all fun stuff. It's advertiser friendly. Like, you know, he's not cursing. It's all challenges. It's a lot of money involved, you know. And he, I mean, he gives a lot, you know, he puts a lot of the money. I guess he supposedly gives a lot to charity. I don't, I don't know. I can't fact check any of it. But, you know, I know a lot of people within the YouTube world like him as well. You know, he's a really popular guy. You know, he's not really like, uh, a really strong personality he's more you know when you yeah. watch his videos like at least from the persona he gives off he's he seems pretty chill you know he's you know but he's, he plans his stuff pretty well and he explains what's going on he's a very good presenter so it, it's one of those things where it's like you know similar to taylor swift it may not be something i'm gonna sit down and watch but i respect greatness and you know to have this level of engagement and be this great and you know, really blowing up and just, you know, this past week, you know, it's, you gotta be doing something good. I, I, I thought I, I thought I was going to say that this is not really some videos that I would watch either until I was scrolling through. And I saw this one that said, I paid a real assassin to try to kill me. Yeah. I watched that one. That was hilarious. Is this a good one? Because I guarantee right. if I was rich, this is something I would do. I would a hundred percent have somebody try to take me out. I would even take it a step further and pay for like five years worth of training and then hire somebody else to take me out and then beat up the person that tried to take me out. But there's also a billion dollar yacht on exactly. here. It's crazy. He's winning me I over. Would highly I would highly recommend and get my cookie right now. I'm going to highly recommend that Squid Game one, though. That's a very good. That's probably his best video, which is why I got the most views, but. That's how probably many? when he started really separating from people. What? At how many views were on that? 520 million. 500 plus? That's actually yeah. crazy.
Did uh wait? So how do I know if I hit subscribe? How am I gonna get this cookie? What does that even mean? I don't. I know there's the bell. They say hit the subscribe bell. Subscribe for a cookie. I don't know. Did I hit subscribe? Bro, Mr. Beast is handing out metaphorical cookies. That's. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. But he. I mean, he's. You know, there's a complication. You can hit a billion dollars on a Cancel yacht, a but a metaphorical trees. cookie. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't. I don't know anybody who subscribed. But I don't think I've ever heard of anybody getting a cookie. That's statistically yeah, impossible. He is like two thirds of Americans subscribed. How do none of us know? How do none of us know anybody that subscribes to Mr. Beast? Um, you know, but, twenty million trees planted, thirty million pounds of trash from the ocean. Okay, I hit subscribe. Know. Decent guy. Check your mailbox right now. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Wait, I wait a second. Can we pause real quick? Somebody's knocking at my door. He said, "See, he, he's yelling cookie." No, never. Mind. I don't know. I don't, know. You I don't see right anybody now? showing up though. What a bummer. He lied. Okay. That's that's the X. Mr. Beast canceled. Bro, we just that should be our Mr. title. That should be our title. We <laughs> we uncovered most popular user. Uncovering the darkest secrets about Mr. Beast. Get some real views from that point. He was at the peak of his powers until Sam drafted him and we <laughs> we uncovered all of his secrets. We took a look at him. <laughs> okay, so my is this my yeah, last pick? I got one more. Okay, quickly. There's a bunch uh a bunch we could go through. Like we said, Christopher Nolan. Uh uh, like I, you know. I already picked an athlete, but Embiid, I know you picked Giannis. I think Embiid, maybe for him, is he at the peak of his powers? Uh, Bad Bunny, I had Bad Bunny on my list as well, too. Mm. Maybe the number one international guy. That's a good one. That's a good one. But uh, I think for 2023, okay, I'm going to change it. I'm going to go with a different pick because I, you could definitely argue that. They're not at their peak, but I mean, we're talking about, uh, you know, this past year going into 2024. So for peak of their powers, I'm not taking all of AI, but I'm going to take Sam Altman, the CEO of open AI chat GPT. And again, like you could, you could say that AI is only beginning but for OpenAI specifically, they've kind of just really jumped out ahead of in front of anybody, of everybody. And again, that could continue. They could just be the number one. But, you know, the the rest of the field will catch up. There will be more AI businesses, more AI startups, more successful AI things. So just the dominance that they have right now, bringing it into sort of the mainstream, mainstream the consumer use, and really, you know, blowing, uh, you know, bringing the the sci-fi e future that we kind of were all wondering AI, is it lingering? And he kind of just incorporated and the year's not even over yet. And it's kind of already in a full takeover in terms of where it's being implemented. So, but you know, it could, this could just be the beginning, but I think I'm going to round out the draft with Sam Altman and open AI. How do you, do, yeah. do you guys use that over at Ticketmaster? How's that being implemented? Can you share secrets at all? Mm, no. NDA, whoa, watch out. No comment. 
no, honestly, Ticketmaster, we don't use that much AI, at least in from my role's perspective. Um, so what you're saying is Ticketmaster slacking. Hmm. No. Oh, <laughs> no. Wow, wow, wow. You're trying to get people in trouble, huh? I like my job. <laughs> <Sure. Thanks. laughs> I'll stop talking about Ticketmaster. No, it's... I don't see how it's showing up in, like, that way in, like, everyday life like that. I mean, I see it more coming from a... I don't know. Have you seen that one SNL skit where it's... um? Mm -hmm. I think I know what you're talking about. Shop and go. It's yeah. like an Amazon store. You shop, uh, you come in, and you just, like, scan your palm or something. Mm -hmm. uh, Whole Foods does that now. Oh, really? Yeah. They Is it just one Whole Foods out there? Is that like a, do a bunch of them do it? I believe a bunch of them do it. How does that work? Uh, Whole Foods and Amazon are partners. I believe Amazon. Yeah, actually, I think Amazon owns Whole Foods. Yeah, so. they own them. Didn't know that. But, uh, you know, Amazon stores your purchase information on your credit cards and visas and stuff. And I don't know. I guess you just scan your palm and it, it knows it's you. It sees you. It's watching. Wow. Eyes in the sky. Big brother. Big brother. No, obviously, you know, in a lot of the uh, AIs, like in a lot of the analytical spaces right now, I know it's being used. So yeah, maybe maybe it is more of a on the on the business side of things. Yeah. And then it's like the business things that individuals need. Cause it's like graphic design studios and yeah, all that kind of and those are still like businessy type things. So yeah, maybe the the everyday living, it's uh yeah. it's sort of it's sort of still behind. But you know, the vision goggles are on the way. And they'll, uh, I don't know, have you seen anything with the app, Apple Vision goggles? The, uh, oh, look those up real quick. Yeah, those they're crazy. Are, those are pretty they're crazy. They're like a couple, couple thousand. But that'll be, see, that's like actual hardware that can implement AI and implement AI like Apple technology. Apple Vision and Pro. Things like that. And then once, once the actual, once the hardware gets better, maybe it becomes more accessible to the customer. Maybe something like that. But yeah, it is a lot of web-based stuff. So maybe that then maybe that makes this the chat GPT pick work. So maybe the pick is chat GPT then. Is chat GPT in the mainstream sort of at the peak of his powers? Naya, do you yeah. do you mess around with chat GPT at all? I do. It helps with resumes and cover. Okay, letters. so you are using, you know, you're slowly Please starting to it. implement it a little bit. Yeah. It um you know, it's good to use just to get acquainted with it. Cause like you said, I don't I do think it will come into play at least for professional yes. things. Less for jobs. Like, yeah. Less for like everyday consumer things. Like I don't think AI well there is that one, I think it's a animated artist. They had a concert, like it was just a screen mm. and like a animated character. Okay. 
Okay. So it's like, I don't know how that would work. But like, if it's something like that, where it's like NPC characters, AI created NPC characters, you mm-hmm. know, TikTok loves those. But uh, I don't know how it would integrate into everyday life. Break AI. And you're right too, because I think a lot of the AI stuff is, you know, it is it is like technology moving forward, but it is essentially like more complicated. It's like quicker processing algorithms and stuff. Like you know, yeah. they've always like like right now the NFL is running an or Amazon's running an ad that they use, you know, AI or whatever to create the schedule for the NFL. But it's like the NFL is always, or not always, but for you know. When they could put it, when they could make it on old computers, like they made it on old computers, like it's always been some program figuring it out. So it's not like a program figuring out the NFL schedule is new. It's just AI is a different type of program. Yeah, the algorithms, they work a little bit differently. So, you know, it's still definitely building off the internet right now. Still definitely an extension of that more than sort of its own separate, you know, AI autonomous thing or whatever. But Definitely, uh, definitely a big part of the year. I think I'll maybe I believe in AR when I have my own Jarvis. Uh, when you have an assistant, like a personal assistant. Yeah. Like on a phone. <laughs> no, when There's a couple assistants, like on a yeah, like a, like a speaker assistant. assistant. But like when it can be integrated into like, you know. Start screening calls. Screen. You just need just tape it do Alexa that now. to a room. Yeah. yeah, it could do that now. Like Google Assistant is wild these days. Like, wash machine. Yeah. When I can get my own Iron Man suit, then okay. AI. Well, yeah. You, I mean, there's smart washing machines out there. Smart kettles. There's even smart smoke salts. Salt shaker. Salt shakers. You can you can get smart mm-hmm. with it. But... I'm gonna be Iron Man. That's so what just take will be real just tape an alexa to a Roomba, and i think you'll i think you'll be okay yeah be but we have worry. seen like yeah chat gpt it's gonna it's starting to be open to the internet as a whole and uh yeah i mean we can see like the ai starting to connect with itself when you look at like programs where they run shows so they have like a video ai or screenwriting ai like it's it's definitely getting connected. You know, Drake AI was up for a little bit, you know, mm. Drake versions of artists, stuff like that. So yeah, it's it's a very real reality. It's just, you know, how it, I guess it's all what the consumer wants. And um, you know, I don't know. Maybe at one point they'll take all our jobs. Who knows? We're all doomed. That was no, uh what? Go ahead. Oh no, you go, you go. I was saying that's the reason why the writer strike ended. They realize AI cannot take all of your jobs. For now. For now. It's getting smarter. Until there's a rocket raccoon of AI that breaks <laughs> free and has original thought and then exactly. we're and then we're all screwed. But until then, we can uh, we can hold out hope. But we did it. Kids five picks it. five picks <laughs> each. I think we uh we made it through the draft. I'll recap real quickly. And then if you had guys had anything else you wanted to mention, you can throw it out. But Naya, you went first. You took Giannis, Issa Rae, Ryan Coogler, Billy Eilish, and the Kelsey brothers. Mm. Sam, you had the second pick. You took Pedro Pascal, 
Jude Bellington. Is that the right name? Bellingham. 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 Jude Bellingham. Cillian Murphy. Barbie, the brand, and Mr. Beast. And I had the third pick. I got Taylor Swift, Alexander Volkanovsky, Suits, the 2016 Kansas City Chiefs draft class, <laughs> and Chat GPT. So I'm very happy with my list. I think that uh that was that was a good year for me, definitely. But, I, love, uh, I love the Chiefs, but I don't know, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I was a little <laughs> Oh, I think perfect. I said a bunch of them earlier. Uh, Bad Bunny, Embiid, Nolan. Yeah, Bad Smith? Bunny would have been good. Going Stephen to Iowa? A? Making Iowa get, uh, relevant? <laughs> Yellowstone? Mm. Kind of everywhere. Carrie and Paramount Plus. Michael Rubin for throwing the white party. Uh, See, I knew you sp- had like 20 over there on the list. Yeah, The Spear in Las <laughs> Vegas. Michael Jordan? He sold the right. Hornets this year. So that, mm. you know, that's money in his pocket. And he broke onto the Forbes 400 list for the first time uh, in his life, obviously, mm. with the net worth of $3 billion. So I don't know. Was mm. it, was, was peak Michael Jordan in the 90s or is it right now? <laughs> in 97 finals. And uh, Noma, the fine dining restaurant that was commonly named number one in the world, will be closing in 2024. So 2023 as the last year of that. And Sam mentioned this earlier, but it was also the restaurant that inspired the menu. Oh, really? Mm. So 2023, the peak for Noma. Uh, I guess there's a, there's a bunch of stuff we could talk about. Superhero movies, you know, is the peak past? Are we still in it? Was it a phase? Mm. Nye, would you say that was a phase? Or is it, is it, are we in, a, are we in a, a low point for superhero movies or was it a phase? I feel like it's definitely a low point. They really took. They, so you see a bounce back? Ew, I don't know. I feel like they really messed up their momentum with how many TV shows they did. Yeah. Like if they stopped after uh, Falcon Winter Soldier, they might have been okay. Maybe before. I like Falcon Winter Soldier. I'm like somebody here. Um. But yeah, I feel like we really had momentum with WandaVision. Loki was yes. great. Falcon Winter Soldier was great. Had they started right back up, or at least, you know, hinted at starting up, that might have been good. But I don't know. I think we got what Mrs. Marvel, Miss Marvel. Mm-hmm. We got that one. Yeah. Which I did not hear anything about until like the day it was leaving theaters. So that wasn't good. Uh, I think they had another show. Was it Spy Invasions? Secret Invasions? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Secret Invasion. Yeah. Yeah. That was no bueno. So I feel like they just, they really messed up their own momentum. And they shot themselves in the foot. The last, then, uh, sorry, but the last, uh, the last thing I wanted to pick, but. I feel like we're not for the peak for this person yet, but Becky Hammond, coach for the WNBA team, the Las Vegas Aces, they just won back-to-back titles. I think they're the first team to do that in almost 20 years for that league as well, too. So she's the thing is, like, she might be coaching in the NBA in, like, three or four years, and then if she's successful in the NBA, like, her peak is obviously, you know, just this this is... Yeah, that's just the start part. So, 
I'm not picking her because I think there's more great things to come, but she's definitely at the peak of uh, her sport right now. That's something we could have talked about with the Bay, Naya, but you got a WNBA team headed your way in a couple of years. Are you excited yeah. about that? Mm-hmm. Very. I feel like I'm hoping that, you know, this will be a little more accessible than the Warriors, but I feel like they're going to do great. Well, I think if I heard right, they're playing the games at Chase Center. So playing at Chase Center, and... but hopefully the tickets won't be as expensive. Oh, I got you for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Chase Center will cost you two months rent. For yes, a that makes sense. But uh, yeah, very excited. We in the Bay Area clearly have a whole lot of love to give as fans. Mm-hmm. And I think they're going to do great. That'll be fun. I can't wait for uh, an expansion team because we've never really experienced that. The NFL and NBA had kind of already expanded yeah. by the time, you know, me and Sam were old enough to start remembering what was going on in the sports. So. That'll be fun. Maybe you guys get Caitlin Clark, maybe Angel Reese. Mm-hmm. Get one of the stars out there. Get the That's franchise fun. set it off in the uh in the right direction. Yeah. No, the NBA will probably expand here soon. They got too much money, too much talent not to. But yeah, it'll be nice to have a WNBA team nearby. All right. Well, I think that covers most of the topics on the list. Now I know we were talking about, you know, are you gonna be on only 10 minutes, 15 minutes, a whole lot longer. I tried to tell you. Out. we were gonna have plenty to talk about um but yeah thank you for coming on the pod you know you always got a place to give out your takes give out your ideas anytime here on Rem and sam and uh yeah obviously i enjoyed it and it seems like rem you enjoyed it too naya this was so much fun it was nice to actually get to talk to you and uh, nice to meet you and we'll kick anybody off who's scheduled on just let us know if you want to jump on and like hey yeah, i need i got Something important I need to say this week. We will make it a priority. Just let us know. You always have a spot. Oh, thank you. I had so much no, fun. Thank, thank you for oh, coming on. Oh, no. Maybe one of these days we'll have to kick Sam off and just. just oh, wow. Wow. Oh. Wow. <laughs> I've got some we got the wrong, we got the wrong three-letter name in there. I don't know. It's, it's Rem and Sam. Rem and I. I don't know. We'll see. Can you have a crossover week? Oh, geez. We better... hey, hey, hey. once these movies come out y'all y'all can kick me out oh for sure once the oscars nominations come out we will for sure run it back okay great... be careful because i think you just signed yourself up for that Uh-oh. i'm I think you're right for real for real i think you're on the books okay we'll do it again soon well shout out to naya Girlfriend for being on the pod. Three hours. I didn't mm. even realize it. I looked at the clock. So uh, for maybe the longest time for a guest. I don't know. I think so. That probably is the record. You're New probably record. right. New record. All right. That's good, though. <laughs> you can't bring the lady on the, the short one. <laughs> exactly. No, you're right. You're right. You just keep it nice and long. All right. Moving on to uh, the in sports, the usual <laughs> Usual sports stuff. We got some NFL, NBA season starts in four days. People that were Rim's listening to what Sam said. Oh, I guess it would be the 24th. But yeah, uh, yeah, know. the NBA does start. I'm excited. Yeah, 24th. I'm I'm really hyped. The, the preseason's been looking good. Curry dropped 30 tonight. Is this but, the uh, most like, is this the most interesting the preseason has been for the NBA? There's definitely been some, it seems like people are trying a little more. I don't know. 
it just feels like the h- amount of like highlights and the amount of time yeah. the stars have been playing together. Maybe that's a byproduct of the shifting, you know, of the league. Yeah. These guys are gelling. And then uh, we'll get into some Frisbee Nationals stuff um, and a little bit of personal local league. I got called up to the league this week mm. on a good team. So we got a little bit of stories. But first, of course, starting with America's first sport, the NFL. And, you know, I had a really rough week two weeks ago. And the tables kind of turned. I don't know, Rem. Did you kind of ask for it with picking up all these road teams? Yeah, I yeah, apparently you can't pick seven road teams and have a good week. That doesn't work. And I'm not going to lie, that did affect me going for this week. It's like I was starting to, you know, home field advantage. Is it real? Are there questions? But apparently there's still something to it as the home teams had the advantage last week. Or maybe I just picked the Maybe the better teams just ended up winning. Who knows? But like you said, Sam had a a tough week two weeks ago, and I had charged out to a commanding lead. But I had my worst week of the year last year. And Sam, I is this your best week? Maybe tied for your best week. You only got two picks wrong last week. The Eagles over the Jets, which, I mean, that's a close call. Jalen Hurts at the end throws maybe the worst pass of his career for the interception. And then the Chargers over the Cowboys, Monday Coin Night Football, flip. point flip game, three points, two close calls, 22 total points on the week for Sam. I only had eight points on the week. Got four games wrong. I got my one point, three point, and four point games right. Or uh, is that even eight points? I don't even know. Yeah, I don't rem. I mean, how tough is it to have your three most high scoring points games just off the board. I mean, that's the 49ers Browns. Like the first two, I was like, you know, picking your Colts or the Jags. Like that's a little iffy, but the 49ers losing in Cleveland is kind of wild. We didn't like Garner Minshew's chances. Mm, (laughs) Well, we saw why we we are not, we can't pick the Jack because they played Thursday night, but what are, are they on by next week? What an impressive run for the Jags to, go overseas, win back-to-back games in London, return to the U.S., no bye week, which teams usually typically take the bye week after to recover, no mm-hmm. bye week, beat Indianapolis, and then short week after that, Thursday night football against New Orleans, win that game. A really impressive four-game stretch from these guys. The defense looks good. Trevor Lawrence and Christian Kirk, the connection is there. So, you know, I thought maybe the jet lag would be an issue. It wasn't. And... They were able to get the win. I mean, this is this is impressive stuff, so I don't feel bad about it. And again, Jake Moody misses the kick in the yeah. Niners game. Brock Purdy does everything he needs to. Rookie. That was the big Jake we Moody. talked about on the two on the Tuesday pod, but is was that the biggest difference of the week? Because to me, it was Hertz in one game makes the play at the end that's costly. And Purdy in the other game, even though they both lose, Purdy does what he needs to, gets down the field ends up, you know, doing what he needs to to win. The Niners guy just ends up missing. Yeah, and I, I mean, it was obvious that he was missing the pieces around him. Um, not, I think Christian McCaffrey got hurt in this game, he and I think Debo Samuel was not playing. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but he did put him in a position to win. They should have won. 
and a rookie guy missed a pretty makeable kick and you know yeah. road games in the nfl that those are going to be tough environments to play with Outdoors. you know again those injuries but it did seem like they did slow down kittle um i think he, he barely had any stats for this game it was only like one catch for seven yards through most yeah. of the game maybe he got a catch near the end but I think that, uh, you know, it, it's one of those things where, I mean, Brock Purdy finally gets his first loss. And, you know, uh, you look at this defense that we've mentioned with the Browns. It's not like, you know, the the they didn't they didn't hand it to them. You know, they I mean, they they uh, made it tough for them. And it is. But I mean, when you look at the quarterback for the Brown Cleveland and P.J. Walker, you know, who played decently you know he was under a lot of pressure himself uh but it is kind of crazy to see him see him lose in this or see him win this game against what we thought was you know who what what we thought was the number one team in the league i don't know i don't really after this loss my opinion of the team hasn't really changed i just think you know they're missing some pieces they were, you know, obviously not playing the greatest. Yeah, Kittle had one reception for one yard on the game. Um, but at the end of the day, they put themselves in a position to win and a rookie missed a kick, you know. So that's that's about I think that's pretty much the story on the game. You know, I don't I don't think anyone's sitting here saying the Browns are the better team. They just the 49ers messed up. No, and the people that are off on Purdy, I think it's just he was due for yeah. it. This is the best defense in the league. And I don't know, are we overstepping too much? You have the first pick in the draft. Am, are we stepping on? I don't know where you're going. Are we stepping on your first wait, pick? Wait, wait, wait. So what's the final score now? Where are we at? Oh, okay. Well, I guess I'll say it. <laughs> you can't just skip over it. <laughs> can't slip it by him. Uh, <laughs> for the final score. So our combined record on the season 51 and 31, even with last week's performance, we're okay. still at 62% nice. picking on the year. I have 104 and Sam has 106. Sam has the lead. After struggling in week five, he has reclaimed the lead going into week seven. So this is a big week and there's not as many points available. Let's see. We have... Quite a few teams on bye this week. This is a very heavy mm -hmm. week for the bye weeks. We have, is it six total teams? Bengals, Cowboys, Jets, Texans, Titans, Panthers, and Seahawks. So I think, I think 12 games. So six points available for each of us, you know, for the highest yeah. count. And it's still two points. So we're still very, very close. Almost at the halfway mark going into the season. But yes, Sam is in the lead. For now, yeah, for now, knock on wood. Um, let's see here with our first pick. There's a lot of there's a lot of good games this uh, upcoming week. There is. Um, this is actually a good yeah. week. Yeah, this this there's a lot of good football. Eagles, Dolphins well, going enough... into Philly. Yeah, that's gonna be real interesting. And there's saying. games in each slot too that are fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, never turning off red zone. Um. Mm. Let's see here. There's, Scott Hansen uh, might as well. Can he just? He might as well just come to the Rem and Sam Thanksgiving dinner because he's basically a part of our family at this point. Yeah, I got to bring him up every so week. So much red zone. I don't really want to go with a super frisky one as my top one. We'll go in the middle. So I'm gonna go with 
the Rams beating the Steelers at home. Ooh, interesting. You know, I think it's a little frisky, you know, if you had, you know, Matt Stafford under pressure, you know, is this legit? You know, they did beat the Ravens because that defense is just stupidly good. And they're coming out, the Steelers are coming off a bye, or, or as in the Steelers beat the Ravens. Um, and they're coming off a bye. Um, they are traveling across the country, you know. They are, there is a little bit of jet lag. It's a little bit. And um, you know, I think I think the Rams last week with a pretty dominant win over the Cardinals. Um yeah, you can really see this offense is really starting to figure it out, um, especially with Cooper Cup back. Uh, Kyron Williams had a big week last week. And uh, they're still a good team. I mean, they're 3-3, three, three, 500, obviously. But um, I think, uh, I think you know, they handled business against a bad team. And they, they beat the bad teams and lose to the good teams. And uh, this this upcoming week, they're playing a pretty bad team, and uh, we'll 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 see. But yeah, I mean, shutting out uh, the Cardinals in the second half, scoring twenty three unanswered, um, and you know, Kyron Williams had the best game by runs Rams running back since Ackers in twenty twenty. So if they're running the ball and they have Puka Nakua and Cooper Cup out wide, you know. I, I kind of don't care what's on the defensive side. I think I think they'll handle it against Kenny Pickett. Mm-hmm. And Aaron Donald against the Steelers' offensive line. I like his chances there. The Rams' defense to score a touchdown in this game plus six hundred. Interesting. And you mentioned Cooper Cup's return. He's looked fantastic the last couple of weeks. The Steelers' defense has given up to receivers this season. So this is so week one. Against Brandon Ayuk, they gave up eight receptions for 129 yards and two touchdowns. Week three against Devontae Adams, 13 for 172 and two touchdowns. And week four versus Nico Collins, seven for 168 and two touchdowns. So Cooper Cup, if you want to do a little Cooper Cup big game parlay, Cooper Cup, 125 yards, Cooper Cup, two touchdowns, 10 to one against the Steelers secondary that has given up basically that to. These other high usage guys before I, I like what you're saying. I think the Rams are able to uh, pull this one out. And uh, I don't know if Kenny Pickett in prime time. I know Kenny Pickett has had the run of facing some tough defenses and Aaron Donald's obviously a great defensive player, but this Rams defense is not top to bottom. The great defense that like, you know, these Steelers offenses yeah. have been going up against. So, can, you know, will this be a Kenny Pickett sort of rebound game? You know, we'll see again. Aaron Donald up the middle. Maybe he just makes life too difficult and we just go, oh, well, Kenny Pickett, the Steelers offensive line, whatever. But a bit of an ease up game for Pickett. But I agree with you. I think the Rams are able to take this. Yeah. Nakua, uh, a little stat about him. Even though he only had four catches for 26 yards, his 50 catches and 598 yards is still the most by any player in their first six NFL games in Super Bowl era. So high flying offense. And, you know, like you mentioned, the Steelers have given up a lot of, uh, a lot of stats to wide receivers. And I think they'll continue in this game. And then I don't really think Kenny Pickett can keep up and they're at home. Rams are at home. Well, for my first pick, I will be going with. Ooh, I'm going to, I might go with a heavy game here. Hmm. This is a tough pick. 
This is honestly a tough pick. And I don't, this is one of these games. I don't feel good about either team I'm picking, mm-hmm. but I've just got to make one. I wonder how many road teams I've picked in a row. So I picked all road teams last week. And then the week before that, I picked, uh, no, I picked a home team. Okay. I'm taking the home team in this big matchup this week. I will be going with the Eagles over the Dolphins. Mm, all right. Like I said, I don't, I'm not going to feel good about either way I pick this. So the Eagles or they have the balance. I know, I know Jalen Hurts had the game last week. There were some interceptions. There were some turnovers. A couple of those weren't really on him. Was there a fumble in there as well? The pick at the end was bad. The pick at the end was bad. But, you know, the rest of the game, honestly, he was fine. And the Eagles' offensive line still was, at times, you know, still able to protect him, which is incredible because the Jets' offensive line is good. And they were, or defensive line was good, and they were still able to make plays. But the the Lions for the Eagles, I think, are going to win this game. And the Dolphins' defense this year just hasn't been good. And we both love the Dolphins coming into the season. And it was because of the offense. But for me, you know, I love this defense as well, too. And they don't have Ramsey yet, but Jalen Phillips, Christian Wilkins, you know, Xavier Howard, Kohu, Holland. Like, I like the pieces that they have. But statistically, again, it just hasn't been good. They've given up 26 points per game this year, which I believe is seventh. And they've only had five turnovers through six games as well. So... I think the Eagles are going to be able to control this game. AJ Brown's going to be an explosive. I think he's a he's a daily fantasy play this week because again, the Dolphins secondary hasn't been good. So the Eagles control the game. Jalen Hurts not getting pressured, secondary not really giving giving him issues. He's able to go back to do normal Jalen Hurts stuff. But it's going to be a bloodbath. This is this is going to be a good one. And we've talked about we talked a couple weeks ago about the run of bad Sunday night football games leading into that Cowboys Niners game. And, and guess what? The run of bad Sunday night football games has continued because the Niners blew out the Cowboys. And then was that two weeks ago? And then we had bills giants last week. Is there a game I'm missing in there? I mean, bills giants was closer than we thought, but it wasn't necessarily a good game. So fingers crossed. Maybe it's just a curse. If this is a bad game, if this is a bad game, we're declaring there is a Sunday night football curse because this should be a good game. And I think the Eagles are able to take this one at home. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, they kind of had um, the Eagles and the the Dolphins had two totally different um, <clears throat> kind of totally different um, kinds of games, um, you know, with the with the Eagles dealing with a sneaky good defense. Um, well, not sneaky good. One of the best defenses in the league um, dealing with, you know, that that kind of pressure all the time. And the Dolphins dealing with the worst team in the league. And, you know, Tyreek Hill continues to, you know, have a great game. Uh, he had six passes from 163 yards. Um, but when you see how the Dolphins played against a good defense uh, in, in Buffalo, they really struggled. Um, a really yes. smart defense. And um, we'll we'll have to see how what kind of what how Tua stands up to the pressure. Uh, they haven't really the Eagles still haven't faced a you know serious or the Dolphins haven't faced a serious opponent besides the Bills. Um, 
in this Sunday night game. And so this will be another test. I mean, they have the Chiefs Chiefs in two more weeks. So that'll be another um, interesting game for them. And on the but, road for them, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, or, oh, no, actually, that's a Germany game. Oh, uh, yeah. I think it's supposed to be in theory home. Game. But it is in Germany. It's 6.30 a.m. Bright and early. Um, probably Munich. Oh, Frankfurt. Frankfurt Stadium. Um, Who is that? But for the Eagles, I don't know. Maybe you mentioned earlier A.J. Brown wearing pink shoes to for his daughter. I don't know. Maybe he's blinding defenders with it. The last four weeks, he has been averaging um, – Wait, or in total, uh, he's been averaging 141 yards, uh, uh, almost eight receptions and half a touchdown. Last week, he had 131 yards, um, on seven receptions on on ten, nine targets, and he's just been really. I mean, he's been crazy. When you watch this, even this past game, a lot of them are, you know, you're getting a lot of yards off the catch. And uh, he's kind of the only player right now consistently being great for this offense Um, and been a mainstay for uh, Jalen Hurts to the points where it's similar to, you know, not near, not as high, but close to the connection that Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow have, Kelsey and Mahomes. I mean, it's A.J. Brown and Hurts. So um, when you have that kind of connection, you have something you can rely on. You know, Hill and, and uh, Tua, so I can definitely see their offense <clears throat> getting it done. But we'll have to see. I mean, last week was a really, really weird game from Hurts. It was his worst game by far. And um, I, I, we'll have to see if it's just a flash in the pan. I'd still go with the Dolphins. I think their offense is a little bit more fiery. I think they, they're going to score a couple more points. I think they can really take it to the Eagles. And when you put Hurts in pressure, situations we haven't seen him do too great he, he definitely likes his leads so we'll see but um i don't you know it's kind of a coin flip but if i had to lean one way i'd actually lean the dolphins Ian was saying this on the tuesday show too as well and you know we talked about it with hurt struggles after that uh, thursday night game but uh shout out ian fatiport ian fatiport on x shout but out. you know just the eagles offense hasn't been as explosive this year so maybe he's Last year's Eagles versus this year's Dolphins, you know, that's a different game. I can definitely yeah. see I can definitely I can definitely see you being more confident in that Eagles team, but I still think their lines are able to control this game. And like you said, uh Tua against defenses. You know, he does need a good game against good defense. So maybe he is able to step out and perform. But I just think the Eagles pass rush is gonna be a problem. This is gonna be at home, outdoors, maybe some weather involved. Mm. Becomes, a, becomes a factor and I just I honestly do feel bad for everything we said about AJ Brown at the beginning of the year because I mean go back and watch his route tree at the during that Thursday night game it was it just it was different it wasn't the best like just the plays they had him the plays they were using him with but they've definitely switched that around and he's been one of the best receivers in the league I think him and Jamar Chase are kind of the two guys that are getting screwed over the most right now by this you know, by one by Tyreek season and Justin Jefferson season as well. Those guys were having phenomenal statistical years. But Chase and AJ Brown impact wise, maybe I think Tyreek, but you could say maybe impact receiver is Tyreek, Chase, AJ Brown, Justin Jefferson. You know, if you were mm. 
had that in a secret journal yeah. that nobody was nobody was looking at. Like he he's been fantastic this year in carrying that Eagles offense. So I think he's still able to have a good game against this Bills defense. But I wouldn't be I I wouldn't be surprised. Wouldn't be surprised if the Dolphins won it. Their offense can definitely definitely strike. And the Eagles secondary has struggled a little bit compared to last year. Maybe Gannon was actually a good coach. The Cardinals have been feisty and their secondary has been, you know, slightly worse. Yeah. So maybe he was actually impactful. I can see it, but I, I'm maybe I'm just scarred from picking the road teams last week. <laughs> Who knows, man? I don't know. Well, I mean, the coordinators had to do something, um, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's going to be definitely a great, great Sunday night football game. Maybe one of the best of the year for sure. Um, yeah, I always like seeing the Eagles in primetime. You know Let's what that Eagles-Chiefs so, game is Sunday night? I don't think so. There's also there's also a Bills-Dolphins rematch that, I mean, the first one earlier in the year was a 12-blocker for an early game. Yeah. Maybe that later one's a second. There's, an, there's the Eagles-Cowboys. There's maybe some looming ones. Who knows? Who knows? But it is funny that you bring up the Chiefs because I'm going to pick my team mm. to beat the Chargers at home. Mahomes um, always handles business against divisional rivals. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Herbert, he hasn't. It looked like same, pretty much same, same. They're going to make things competitive. But they don't win when it matters. And, um, you know, case in point with the game Monday, um i just yeah like i've always said there has to be someone's got to be the philip rivers of the generation i just didn't think it was going to be another chargers quarterback the other chargers quarterback that's crazy and herbert the last couple of games too with the injury i think it's a real thing because his first three games 74 completion percentage 313 yards a game six touchdowns zero picks 112 passer rating and his last two games with the injured hand, 57%, oh. 197 yards a game, three touchdowns, two picks, 79 quarterback rating. And the big difference, the first three, almost nine yards, adjusted yards per attempt, and the last two, six, adjusted yards per attempt. So the Mahomes division stuff, the Chiefs defense, I think the Herbert injury, the Staley coaching, it's all there for the Chiefs to take this one. Yeah. No, I totally agree. I think I think they'll handle business. Now, it'll be a good game. The Chargers do always push us every year. Chargers I think this could be a fun but, one. Like we were saying, there's yeah. fun games in every slot. So mm -hmm. there's, an, there's, an, there's an early one we haven't touched yet, but well, I guess I guess I'm on the clock next, so I'm, I'm, I might just pick it now, but we have mm. fun games in every slot. Like we said, the Sunday night game could be a good game with the Eagles Dolphins. This Chiefs Chargers in the late game, this is this is gonna be fun. Like if if Herbert is back, even even if Herbert is healthy, I'm still picking I would I would still pick the Chiefs to win this. I'm sure you would too. But this could still, you know, be a fun game. And in the early slot, we got what I know Eagles Dolphins, but is this weirdly the most important game of the weekend? This is a good one. And I'm taking the Lions over the Ravens. Mm -hmm. And if, if we're if we're 
if we're looking at this game according to Pro Football Focus, this is a battle of the two best quarterbacks in the league because right now they have Jared Goff, number one, with a 90.4 grade, and they Lamar did. Jackson, number two, with an 88.7 grade. Sam, who do you trust more going into this game? Jared Goff or Lamar? Well, first take for you. That's tough. That's tough. I probably go Jared Goff this year. Um, some of those mm. turnover stuff with Lamar was definitely worrying. Um, losing to the uh, Steelers, you know, we did mention how their wide receivers dropped a lot of balls, but he did have that turnover at the end. You know, he did. Um, and uh, the line so far seemed to be staying in their system, getting it done. So, yeah, I probably would say, I probably would say the, uh, the Jared Goff. It's weird to say, but, you know, he's been winning this year. And now Jamison Williams is there, too, back. He looked decent last week. Yeah, I'd probably go with the Lions here, too. So if you go back to last season a little bit, Lamar in his last 17 games, 65% completion, 256 total yards per game, passing and rushing. 26 touchdowns and 15 turnovers. And he's actually had either a fumble or pick in five of the last six in, in five of the six games this year. And his last 17 games a 91 passer rating. Jared Goff, his last 17, 67% completion, six or two sixty-three yards per game, 31 total touchdowns to four turnovers, and a 105 quarterback rating. So yeah, Sam, I think I agree with you. I think Jared Goff. Yeah in this Lions system. And the, the defenses as well, too. A battle of the top quarterbacks and a battle of the top defenses. The Ravens defenses, the Ravens defense is number two in DVOA, defensive DVOA, and the Lions defense is number three in defensive DVOA, which is really propelled this team into, I think, a sneaky, sneaky. I'm definitely been, I've definitely been looking at the Super Bowl matchup odds. Chiefs, Lions, Bills, Lions, Dolphins, Lions. Just uh, just seeing what's out there. But yeah, Lamar, the turnovers, and I think uh, just the Ravens or the, the Lions offensive line. Again, yeah, I'm, picking, oh, I'm picking lines this week. I picked the Eagles line last week. I'm picking the Lions oh, offensive line. And Hutch on the defensive line. Between I know this is a battle of the best defenses, but Hutch, probably the best defender between the two teams. Best quarterback, best defender. I think the Lions take this one. Yeah, no, that makes total sense. And, um, yeah, I mean, they are on the road. But, um, yeah, I think the Lions are just are getting are just better right now. I think they're playing better. I think they have better wins. And, um, yeah, I think they should be able to handle this team in the Ravens, especially if their wide receivers continue to play so horribly. Mm-hmm. Um see here for the next pick let me make sure i so this is the third one um four pointer the four pointer all right you said lines over the is that a ruffles in the celeb in the is that in the celebrity game is that the ruffles four point shot yeah they've got the little spot on the court ravens yeah, yeah, yeah. If Russell the... wants to, if Ruffles wants to sponsor the four point pick, we'll let him do mm. it. 
a four-point pick with Ruffles. Uh, you have um, sour cream and cheddar chips, even though they're cheddar flavored. No, we'll, we'll probably go something original. Original, good. Yeah, original Ruffles. Yeah, yeah, usually original. Yeah, I had some. Can you have cheddar? Like, no. Oh, you I said you can't have cheeses though. And it like sat for a while and it wasn't great, but original is great. Just the OG stuff. All right. Third pick of the draft for me. And we'll probably let's go something a little friskier since Ram went Dolphins over Eagles. I'm gonna or Eagles over Dolphins. I'm gonna go. Is is Jetta back? That's my question. No, I think he's on IR. Oh. All right, I guess we'll go 49ers over the Vikings, but mm-hmm. yeah, I think going on the road. No, it's fine. I we took we took. A, I think I just took the two frisky games. It's fine. Yeah. Um. No, 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 no. Scratch that. Scratch that. Scratch that. I'm gonna take the Bucks over the Falcons. You know what? We're gonna go crazy here. We're gonna go oh, okay. frisky. Okay. Bucks got beaten in last week, and I think Baker Mayfield's gonna return. I think. I, this this Bucks team, I just I love watching them. I love watching how aggressive they are. And you know what, Desmond Ritter, you know he got he got it done last week. Um, who did they play? Uh, oh no, they lost. Yeah, yeah, they did got lose. it done two weeks ago. Three interceptions. Sheesh. Two weeks ago, yeah. when you needed him to lose to the Texans in your seven pointer game. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Ritter. But uh, yeah, three picks is a yikes, and um, yeah, Baker Mayfield needs a he needs a bounce back. That was that was a really bad loss, but I think uh, I think they're resilient, and I think they'll come back. And I yeah, I'm gonna gonna pick the Bucks over the Falcons. And let me see if I can pull some stats from that game with the Falcons from Ritter's crazy. last game. Yeah, that was. I mean, three. Yeah, picks. see if you I can mean, just see if you can find Ritter's game logs for this season because the thing what the thing that happens with some of these guys is they have that one game and Ritter's still a young guy, so I'm not you know writing Ritter off. We both liked him a lot coming out of the draft compared to his you know peers in that class, but sometimes you just have the one game where you're like, oh, there it is. Okay, I see it. You see, he's starting to turn around, mm. and then last week he does you know. As the game last yeah. week, and against this Bucks defense divisional game, that was his first home loss as well in a long time. Exactly, last week. and college too. Fifty nine percent, two touchdowns, three picks, sixty six rating against so, the Commanders. Let's see. Uh, so Desmond Ritter this year, um, he's been at the last. Three or yeah, the last three weeks, he's had 307, 329, and then 191 against Jacksonville for two touchdowns, three interceptions, and then one in touchdown, and then one touchdown, two interceptions. The only team that he had a positive TD ratio, TD to interception ratio was against the Panthers week one, one to one. Um, in Detroit, he went zero zero. Yeah, that's not positive though. So <laughs> that's just equal. So uh, Arthur yeah. Smith will take it. That's positive for Arthur Smith. Um, but yeah, I do think I. Uh, yeah, this Baker Mayfield. 
team led team is great. And um, let me see, is let me see if those linebackers are healthy. Mm. You can slow down Bijan Robinson. Um, Baker stats. Did you say that last week that the Baker stats have been good? Not from last week, but in general this year, it's been a resurgence from him. No, I'm no. Did you? Yeah, did you say that last week? Oh yeah, yeah last week, yeah. Because yeah, I, I double checked it again this past week, and he's like a top seven quarterback. Yeah, to like all the stats. Yeah. So I do. You no, said yeah, Mayfield over Ritter. I do agree with that actually. Yeah, I, he's I, yeah, he's like he's, he's leading his division right now for a reason. So I uh... so Ritter's Ritter's quarterback ratings this year. So starting in week one, one eleven. 79, 70, 62, 111, 66. Hmm. They were looking for better mm. than Marcus Mariota. And he's kind of kind of doing the same up and down thing. So I agree. I like the Mayfield pick with the four yeah. pointer. Let's see. It was just the jerseys. Game, it was throwing them off. Are they wearing oh the creamsicles? Which ones? Yeah. Yeah. Did they have those on last week? Mm-hmm. Was that their first time wearing them? Um, I don't know. Maybe for a while. Since having them back. And they but were bad were... with them, too, weren't they? Yeah. Because that was, like, right, Steve they? Young before the Niners, like, oh uh, yeah, running around getting sacked. I mean, yeah, there's some guys. First loss, yeah, first loss for Ritter at Mercedes-Benz. And you said he hadn't lost in a while going back to Cincinnati as well, too. Yeah, ever. Um, it's college, yeah. One of those, like, he's, like, Trevor Lawrence won, yeah. like, 60 games in a row. He I hadn't know, lost like going back to fifth grade. Yeah, high school. Or, um, yeah. Well, I'm at the point where I could, I could do it again. Mm. Wait, let me see what I want. Let me look at my board one more time. I could throw out my board if I wanted to. Okay, you did take cheese One over Chargers. Time. Give me the Colts over the Browns. Is PJ Walker playing this week? Um. Yeah, is, is he? Deshaun back? Do we get the return of the Watson? He's playing no. more like Watson this year than he is Holmes. Come out here, yum. Uh, full go in practice. SNL, write that one certain. down. Write that one down. I mean, he's practice. He's still questionable. He's questionable? Yeah. <laughs> Does it say trending toward yes, anywhere? He is questionable. Yeah, he is questionable. But what about his injury? <laughs> yeah, no, they say he's uh, questionable to play. <laughs> so. IT, send that to SNL. Uh, yeah, put it on a tape. We're working on the reel. Put it on the put it, yeah, put it on the tape. Put these together. Okay. Wait, was that my pick? Yeah, Colts over Brown. Mm, okay. Man, you're just some homer picks, huh? Well, what I I mean the Browns? <laughs> I mean, I get it. The Browns they could just win beat the, game, the 49ers. But... Like what? the 49ers were due. They were due. Purdy had ten perfect games in a row. You can't have ten per. You know what? Get ten perfect games in a row as a starter. The people won eleven. It's never enough. 
What if what if instead we go, oh, remember when 18 of the first 19 Brock Purdy starts were unbelievable and the one was against the best defense in the league? That's Maybe that's what happened. With that being said, Gardner Minshew, I think, dices him up this week. All right, we'll see. Alec Pittman or Alec mm-hmm. Pierce? Pierce. Where's ranked out wide receiver? All right, I'm going to pick. Double check that by PFF. I don't know. That's something you mentioned. I can't. I'm kind of well, in the middle. Class, but... I'm I'm ready for another. We'll we'll go with a drubbing with this one. We're gonna go the Bills over the Pats, and it's gonna be hmm. I, I don't know what's the over under on minutes that Mac will play. Zero. You have to pick like. Do you have to pick the spread for this game to get this pick right? <laughs> you have to do like a qualifying uh, pick we as go. well. We'll go. We'll go nine and a half. <laughs> When the Bills beat up on teams, they go they go crazy. They beat them bad. He could have cheated the system and said like three points, and he was like, "No, they're just gonna kill him. It's gonna be a ten point game." That's that. Alec that's Pierce. A weak Alec move. Pierce though. Go uh, three points against the. <laughs> Let's see what what have the Pats been the last couple weeks? Let's see, the Patriots. Uh, so they got to buy. Oh no no no! It's, they lost the Raiders, man. I remember that because you picked. The Pats to beat him, and I but was they like, did "Bro, get seventeen so, points. They're so bad. It's the Raiders, dude. <laughs> like, like they're but so 17 points. bad. 34-0 against the Saints, man. Thirty-eight-three against the Cowboys. Cowboys are washed. Alec Pierce, by the way, is up to ninety-six out of one hundred sixteen receivers. I'm back in." Can we so trade him to the Pats? Alec Pierce on the Pats? That makes a lot of sense. Belichick just yeah. loves Alec Pierce. The the Pats are in bust. I mean, you know, if, if the Panthers can win a couple games, maybe. I don't know. Caleb believes to the Coming up next. Saying? They literally need to win one game. <laughs> Let the Panthers win a game. Aren't they aren't they playing the Panthers? Okay, pull up the Panthers schedule. What will be the game? They'll blow it. Right, because they have Bryce Young, so they don't need to. The thing is, like, they should try to win they, just to screw the Bears, right? They'll beat y'all. You think it can beat the Gardner Minshew led team? They're playing the Colts. Yeah, in two weeks. Yeah, that's gonna be it. That'll be the one. Yeah, I think that's the one. Maybe the Falcons. At the end can of I the just, year, Falcons. Can I just trying. pick that now? I'm picking that as my three point game in two weeks. The Panthers to beat the Colts. I'm just, I'm telling that that will be it. Yeah, Colts will lose that game. Frank Wright revenge game. He takes back the play calling duties for one more game. Play calling duties. Play calling duties, but uh, yeah, we did have the yeah the Bills over the Pats. Frank Wright had to Frank Wright had to give up play calling duties because he was play calling duties. But um the last I do I think the last home game for the Bills in the regular season was that really windy game, our last game in Foxborough. Or yeah. one of them last year was that crazy windy game. So there is potential for uh hand of God weather thing to happen. Um and throw them off. But as far as I know, it shouldn't be that way. I'll check in his bag one more time. <laughs> Maybe it happens. Okay. 
for my next game. I picked the Colts. Okay, good. I really wanted to. I was nervous I was going to come off the board. I was not going to pick your team, I'll tell you that. I'm like, breaking news right now. Wait, so this is my fourth pick? I should be crossing off which games have already been picked. I will be taking... I'm taking... uh, Well, I picked good games at the first... With my first picks, and I think this is... I think this could be a bad game. This... If we can switch from like a tri- a quad box to a tri box and kick this game out of a quad box, I think we would. Packers Broncos. Oh, I wanted I- to pick that one. Did you? No. I'm gonna let you pick it then because I don't know what to do there. But I don't really know. Okay, you know what I'm gonna do? I know what I'm gonna do. I'm picking the Giants to beat the Commanders. Oh, you can do yeah. that one though. Oh, okay. Giants over Commanders. Okay. No, nope. I feel wow, better really? about this one. Out on Sam feel- Howell. I'm taking, you know what? He was howling last week. And I won. Three TDs, 151. He did look good. He did mm, look good. I, I like Sam Howell, man. I'm telling you. He's, if he was on a decent team, he's like Tyler Huntley. I'm telling you. But like different obvious play style, but he's a solid guy. Like you give him a good team or a good O-line, he, he'd be good. Yeah, I agree. I think the only difference between him and Tyler Huntley is their play style. But uh, yeah. other, but. Uh, and an offensive line. But I Tyrod Taylor over Daniel Jones though, kind of, kind of interesting. I know Daniel Jones also questionable mm. this week, and I think, mm. I think Tyrod should get the start. Interesting. No, keep the needles away. Fifty-four, fifty-four games started for Tyrod Taylor in his career. Fifty percent win percentage. Eighty-eight quarterback rating. Sixty touchdowns, twenty-six picks. Daniel Jones, fifty-eight starts. 37% win percentage, mm. 62 touchdowns, 40 picks, 85 QB rating. Very similar, except for the fact that Daniel Jones makes about $40 million a year. I'm telling you, it's a mistake to not pick the commanders. Yeah, you're right. It is, but... Because I They're just... I was, they I look was about good to, against the Falcons. They look good. I, I mean, was about to say, well, I'd rather have Sam Howell over both of them, and then I was like, well, I picked the Giants, so I can't say that. So <laughs> I'm not going to say that, but yeah, I think I would rather have Sam Howell. You know what? You know in your heart for it to be true. Yeah, I just said it was true. I admit it. <laughs> I, the Commanders are going to win this game. Cross it off. I'm oh, just gonna oh write so you are picking the commies? No, I'm, no, I wrote it down already. It's Giants Commanders. I you can change it, bro. It's our fun. No, we can do the whatever the heck we want. I'm trying to help you out after the last Sometimes- week, man. Hey, it's just, it's been that week. I did it on the Tuesday pod. I picked Aaron Jones and mm. I immediately was like, well, wait, I wouldn't even play Aaron Jones if I had him in real life. So this might become a, this might become a interstellar looking through the bookcase moment here. <laughs> don't, don't do it. All right. Uh, yeah, Only I'm thinking the Packers like or the Broncos. Chastain. Yeah. Um, I think the Packers were a little beat up. And um, having this buy is going to help him get healthy. Hopefully, Aaron Jones is playing. And uh, yeah, I don't think the Broncos are much of a challenge. Okay, that's good. We both made the wrong pick. I'm just kidding. I don't. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't think this could be. I know Shout you're in to... on uh, what's his face, but he's not so dangerous anymore. Yeah, it hasn't been the season we thought from our boy Love. Still a young quarterback, apparently not 
a professional guy. Shout out mm. to my mom. She's going to be at this game. Watching. Oh, for real? In attendance. Oh, yeah. Shout out Mama Murrow. Yeah, she'll be there. St. Morrow. St. Morrow. Uh, for my next pick, is this my last pick? Ah, uh, no. We Wait. have one more, right? We have six. Never done. Is this my fifth pick? Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Bit, bit. Okay, 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 okay. That's my Tyler, the creator. Um... Oh, no. Well, are you going to do Wait, it? Did this game not get picked already? But didn't. I'm just double checking. So, okay, yeah, I'll take this game. I think you went to say it earlier, but you switched your mind. I'll just take the Niners over the Vikings. Oh. Did you pick that one did already? Did I not pick that one? And then you switched uh, it? Let me see. NFL notes. I wrote them down. Yeah, I guess I didn't. Oh, because Jed is not healthy. So I was like, eh, you know, eh. I didn't feel worthy enough to pick it that early. I don't know. Without Will Jed, Trent, it's like, all right. And will Trent Williams be a bottom this week? Probably not. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess Daniel Hunter has had a good, has had a good season. But yeah. And I mean, but the, like the Vikings barely beat the Bears last week, you know? Justin Fields like threw away almost every possession. It felt like so against a team that's going to be solid that should have beaten the Browns. You know they're gonna, now they go from the toughest defense in the league to you know somewhat of a turnstile. There, they'll be fine. This game could still have good. some watchability though. Yeah, yeah. Compared to yeah, no, a sure. couple of the other games <laughs> on here at this point. Yeah, so we have left the Raiders, Bears, uh, Cardinals, Seahawks. Is that it? Am yes. I missing something? Okay, Card- Okay, so Cardinals, Seahawks, and Raiders, Bears. So you get the pick, and then I get left with one. Well, I don't want to pick Raiders, Bears, because that's... Yeah, me neither. <laughs> well... Uh, looks like you're gonna have to. So I'm uh, gonna go with uh, the Cardinals. Have I think they've only won one game this year. Oh, I thought this was gonna be like a Jokic picks himself situation. What do you mean? I thought Geno Smith and the Seahawks were just gonna get up and walk over to your side. Yeah, they are star draft style. Okay, okay. No, that's what I was about to say. The Cardinals have, you know, there was that sneaky, interesting, like they've been kind of frisky, but they've only okay. won one game this year. You know, they, they do have the same record as the Patriots. And while their losses haven't been as bad, it's been, you know, it's still still is what it is. Now, they've had a rough go of it the last couple of weeks. Um, they've had to play the 49ers, Bengals, Ram, and the Rams the last three weeks. So, you know, not a party over there in Arizona. But I think the Seahawks, you know, they stumbled a little bit last week, losing to the Bengals, which, yeah, I mean, that was a close game in and of itself. But uh, Gina Smith, a little exposed there. But we'll see. I think they'll they'll make the comeback this week at home. I think they'll handle business. And they kind of have to if they want to try to keep up with the 49ers who you know stumbled a little bit of their own last week um what was your last pick last little well you left me with raiders bears 
No, before that, the other uh, other pick. Niners Vikings. Oh, Niners over Vikings. Speaking of the Niners, Niners. Well, at least uh, at least there's a bit of news that made my pick a little bit easier. So, I'm gonna take the Raiders. Justin Fields is out. Mm. Bears are down to their backup quarterback. Tyson for Caleb. What? What? Taken? I hear hearing taken. Tyson bag bag bagget. Yeah. Can I say that? Bag bagent. B A G E N T. I'm gonna let you. Tyson Bagent. Yeah, it. If you think that's gonna get me canceled, bleep that out. But Justin Fields is out, so even if it's Aiden O'Connell versus Bagent, I like my chances. It, did you even know the so Bears had the a Raiders, backup quarterback? Right? Yeah, I'm taking the Raiders. Yeah, I mean, do you think they're tanking? Uh, I mean, they're bad either way, so they might as well. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be the 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 walk for them from being from where they are to tanking is like two steps. It's just like step over this sidewalk and then they're tanking. <laughs> it wouldn't be hard for them to do. Be like, already doing it, it is literally just ruling Justin Fields out, and we're like, oh, they're yeah. done. They, yeah, Justin Fields is. One of the biggest question marks in the league week to week, and he is the only hope the Bears have of winning a game. No, did you for even, real. Did you even know the? Did you even know the? The Bears had a backup quarterback. No, never even crossed my mind until Justin Fields got hurt. But well, they never thought to Tyson, sub him in. Tyson Bejent. They couldn't do yeah. better than. Oh, well, they got Peterman. The team, but I got. Oh, <laughs> Why didn't they draft a guy? They didn't take a guy in the fourth. I don't get why these teams just don't take guys in the fourth. Bro, if we see Peterman this year, <laughs> oh my god! I was Peterman on a team. What? It, how how many years has he been in the league? <laughs> I gotta look this up. What is Peter? <laughs> he must be a strong character guy. We need to get Nate. Can we get? Do you think we could get Nate? Locker Peterman? room guy. <laughs> Oh my gosh, bro. I don't want to promise Nathan. He's Peterman, only 29 years old. Hmm. Prime Nathan Peterman? Would you rather have He's a been prime in Tyson Bejent or a prime Nathan Peterman? Only been in the league five years. That's it? Well, yeah, I guess this is his sixth, but he hasn't played Ten yet, years so. worth of gray hairs, though. I thought he was a lot older. He's not even 30 yet. All right. Um, yeah, Peterman I, Love. Shout out. Okay. Yeah, that's tough. Call tough in. injury. Call in, please. Um, so that should be about it for our football for our NBA season is around the corner, which means it's that time of year where I pick a team of the year, as you longtime listeners know. Even maybe a little bit short time. Rem loves the Spurs. So he's locked in and now they actually have a player worth rooting for. Oh, he's got it right there. What what what's that? He's got he's got the he's got the jersey. He's got the love. Have you ordered your Wemby jersey yet? Or you know? What is what this what is this? Oh, is that what you gotta flip it around? Is there is it said in the back? Well, it says Lonnie Walker on the back, but on the front, oh. it's Wimbenyama. 
<laughs> That's what I'm saying. You gotta you gotta order the the Wemby jersey, man. Get it in the mail. On the front, it's a Wembenyama. Which, by the way, okay. shout out to my guy. Well, I guess you guys know him. Shout out to Billy Buckets. He Billy got me that Buckets. jersey. And this will drop. So this drops Saturday. It will be uh, when you're listening to this. It will be Billy Buckets' birthday. Oh, so happy, happy bir- birthday! Happy birthday, Billy Buckets! Billy Buckets. I think he's. I think the celebration is in progress. There According to reports, we could, we're going. We might have well, to get sources Ian are saying that, but. There may Sources be a are, are telling you. Mm-hmm. Wait is, a second. It is ongoing. Oh, what? What are they doing? What are they doing without me? Tough, tough realization. Not getting the invite anymore. Anyway, um, going to the team of the year, we got a couple of honorable mentions. We got our five through one. So you know, we got some backups in case. Something happened similar to last year. Honorable mentions. Um, the stand-in team that stood in for a little bit of the team of the year, the Toronto Raptors. I think Ooh. it was a couple of years ago we had him in there. Fred Van Vliet is gone. Dennis Schroeder is in now. Yep. OG I knew that would pique your interest. Yeah, yeah. Dennis Schroeder, big Dennis Schroeder guy. My boy Grady Dick. I that as well. You know, we we love uh Grady and um you know oh. he's, he's, he's why do you have to laugh, Brad? Oh my gosh. And uh I did I didn't like him in the draft. I really did. I I did, you know, I, I was I really liked him going to this team and this team definitely funny. needs you some just, guard help. I agree with you. I love Grady. Yeah, it could be interesting to see if they, you know, bench Pirtle and go small ball five, put Gary Trent and shooting guard, and then it's like OG, Barnes, and Siakam, something like that. But uh, they've underperformed, and there's a high chance they could blow up. So they are not going to be the ones. Also, you know, the return to the Pelicans. I don't know. Zion looking kind of good. You know, is he actually healthy? I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. I can't go down that road. I see again. you're interested in a lot of your former. You know, they're former, honorable mentions. Former I like lovers. my teams. I like what I like. Um, but Trey Murphy is out, which hurts. It hurts. Yeah, Feels like I'm true. out. So you know, it's a big part of the soul. That's why they didn't make the top five. Um, so at number five. Oh, okay. They, we're, we're in the list. We're, we're finally cracking the list. Uh, they had a questionable draft, but their players had some excellent, excellent FIBA World Cups. We're going to go Orlando Magic at number Ooh. five. Okay. Uh, Franz Wagner looked really, really good. And they got Mo Wagner, who also looked really good mm-hmm. for Germany. Paolo Bancaro, he had some moments. He, I think he saved them one game. There's a game yeah. he like one off. He led them in scoring um, for one of them. Yeah. John Isaac is actually healthy for once. Hopefully he stays healthy. But uh, you know, if you have John Isaac out there with Paolo, Franz, you know, you put Jalen Suggs and Marco Fultz or Black or whatever they put up in that um guard. But th- those forwards, <clears throat> Wagner, Boncaro, and Isaac, that's a scary front court. So it's it's interesting, you know. We got we got at least you got one scout checking their stream every like week, but yeah, no, I don't. I'm not picking it just because of they haven't changed that much. They haven't. I really didn't like their draft. Um, you know, Anthony Black and then um, 
what's his face howard where is he even on the depth chart i can't even see him jet that's yeah is they ready to get rid of your boy jet howard jet oh there howard. he is there he is but uh yeah that was i didn't like their drafts so that's why they're at five but i'm telling you overseas basketball is legit and the palo palo at the five i'm gonna let's see how much they used palo at the five last year because in fiba you know, that mm-hmm. was something the U.S. needed. They didn't really have a lot of size there in the front court outside of Walker. Well, they had, I guess, you know, Walker Kessler as well. Was Jaron Jackson on this past team or am I tweaking? He was on the USA team, yeah. He was on the USA team, so they had yeah. Jaron Jackson as well. But they definitely went to the Palo at the five thing. And if Orlando does that with what we saw from Franz and just in general from what we've seen from those guys' development, it's a really interesting team. I told Sam, you know, so Sam told me he had his nominations, and I told Sam I had a couple of nominations. Oh, I figured, okay. I figured some of them would overlap, and boom, right off the bat, first one, Orlando Magic, Magic. on my list yeah. as a team to suggest to you because of the young talent. But I think I agree that maybe, is this like, this is like a team of the year watch for like maybe a year or two. Mm-hmm. If they like, get a big piece, they're missing a piece. Yeah, I Agree. This is a piece away from being uh, being a team of the year. This is this is a Cam Whitmore away. Yeah, they need a guard or a ball handler really badly on this team. And Franz Wagner can somewhat fill that role, but they're missing they're missing one more piece on this team. I don't think Marco Fultz is really going to fill that. And we'll see if Black can. I don't know if he can. Um, But I uh, I mean they're they're obviously a talented team. I don't I don't know. Isaac can stay healthy. We'll see that as well. But uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, again, and for new listeners, team of the year, it's for me to pick. I don't have, there's no team in Kansas City, no team in Kansas, and I don't really want to cheer for OKC all the time, even though they may come up. Uh, But I, uh, so we pick a team of the year, a team that's young and frisky, interesting to watch. There's some growth, you know, potential to make some upsets, maybe make some noise in the playoffs see atlanta hawks for reference uh, i don't remember what year that was but you know we're not picking the dominant teams here you know obviously we know the bucks celtics nuggets of the world are obviously going to be top there but we're also not t- picking bottom feeders we're picking teams with some interesting talent we're gonna be fun to watch and the magic are at number five so at and for palo last season three percent of his minutes at center maybe they mm, come up. maybe more Maybe more, especially, I don't know. Wendell Carter, I mean, I think he'd be better off the bench. But I agree. Or, you know, at least using Palo in the five in more lineups, I think is just something that they could do. Yeah. Um, Number four, you're going to like this pick a lot. Uh Uh-oh. I think this one might be right off my list. (laughs) Wow, you really put your own team on your list? Because I picked the Spurs. I mean, you got Wemby. You got to, you got to, you know. I do like uh, Sohan as well. He's right now projected to be the point guard, according to the Spurs. Oh, I like that. That's interesting. Uh, Vassell, he barely played last year. I guess Devontae Graham suspended. Um, I don't know. Do you know anything about that? I don't know. Uh, but, uh, I mean, not really, but it's what it is. Homie, this yeah, team's homie, young, guys. We'll see. Sham Penny, he made the team. He's on the roster. Shout out. I think he'll get some interesting minutes. Oh, definitely over Shetty Osmond. Sorry, homie. But yeah, you guys have Trey Jones on this team. Uh, you know, you get Shad and Penny off the bench. Charles Bassey had some good minutes. 
in preseason. And Branham, I don't know. Now you got Zach Collins there too, help protect Wemby. Landon Johnson, I mean, you know, your team's got some pieces, you know, you just needed a cornerstone. But now, now it's starting to look a little interesting here. Why can't Sohan be like Ben Simmons if they're playing him at the point guard? I mean, obviously he doesn't have the vision that Simmons has. So, I mean, there's that just like pure point guard element that, you know, where Simmons is, I mean, he's not Magic Johnson, but it's like, okay, Simmons is actually a point guard. But in terms of a big playmaking guy running the offense, I think the Spurs should be higher on your list. Cause if you're just mm. if you're if you're looking at the teams in the West that are like, okay, what is gonna be our thing this year? Like what do we or just kind of like how set are we mm-hmm. for what we have going into the season? Like the Spurs are weirdly one of the most set teams. And yeah. they do have a they have a lot of veteran pieces that could rotate through and you know like you said Devonte graham if he's on the move zach collins yeah. as well you know the veteran guys but this team is about the young guys and you met you know the top i'm not saying potential nominations but you got like the nuggets at the top the phoenix suns the lakers outside of those three teams just like confidence we're ready to go we've got our group of guys Mm-hmm. There's there's like one other team that I really really like and maybe they they come up but then I think you have a case that Wemby and the young core like they just they know the what top they five have team in the West I'm I'm I what are the odds <laughs> for this team to just skip the play in game what are the odds Wemby's gonna be amazing it's so funny to see like be a rational fan um I you know. <laughs> Part of the reason, obviously, was put in that, you know, I can't cheer for the Spurs because you like them. But also, I want to see how do they relegate Wemby's minutes? How much are they going to play him? You know, how many games are they going to play him? And how much are they going to care about the regular season? And, you know, obviously, when he's in the court, it's going to be crazy. But I highly, highly doubt he's going to play all 82 games. Yeah, I highly doubt they're going to play him all the time. And, you know, knock on wood, but... Young small guys like him, they tend to get injured. I mean, so we'll have to see if he misses time. You know, we really obviously never want to see that happen. I love watching Wemby, but you know, I I just gotta kind of see it. Uh the, the rest of the team has some interesting pieces, but they've been there for a little bit. You know, the Vassell is probably one of the most interesting things to look out for this year. Uh, but we kind of know nice. what it's yeah, we kind of know what your team has. And like you mentioned, and uh, we'll see, we'll see. But I'm I'm mostly interested to see how Pop plays Wemby and how Wemby wants to be played this first year, and how serious they're going to take it. Because, yeah, I could I think they could see him in the plan for sure. And for I don't I don't know. Maybe again, I just am a irrational fan, but I think this team was better than they showed last year. And I don't know if anybody's just I don't know if everybody's afraid to say that or if nobody's just seeing it. But like. Even Vassell like showed some stuff when he was on the court, but was clearly like being really, they were really reserved with how they used him and shut him down early in the season. It just did all of the injury stuff that you do when you're a bad team and you're tanking Kelvin Johnson. Sohan, like they kind of managed the tanking thing situ, you know, perfectly. And I don't know if people yeah. want to admit that because of, you know, what that says about the league and whatever, but I mean, that's, that is what they did. And I think yeah. that, now that they have Wembenyama in here and a real star guy, 
I just I think I think by the end of the season, Wembenyama is going to be fantastic. Twelve to one to make the playoffs. I guess he can do it. I don't. I don't plus, know. We'll see. Plus four hundred and forty. So four hundred and forty to one to be the one seed. Oh my gosh! Okay. Please tell me you didn't put money on down on that. I'm going to, but then people ran in and held me back. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> take it back. Hold me back. Get that get that Spurs hat off of him. It's, it's making him go crazy. Pumba came um, in me down. Maybe next year. I think next year they'll probably get someone in there. You know. I think next year they're gonna be too hyped. That's why I think this should be the we'll year. Because I think they're gonna overachieve and I think you should jump mm-hmm. in early. All right, we'll see. I don't know. They're top three. Okay. So if something happens to these next two teams, they're they're up to play. Um or actually top four. They're the fourth team. Uh, the third team, another team I know you like, not as much as the Spurs, but you still like, is uh the OK City Thunder. I, I really Sam just copied my list. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, you know, this is why we're hosting a pod together. But I think you know Shay, like you mentioned, there's not a lot of hype. People are starting to notice Shay Holgren, you know, so it's not up up there because it's kind of uh property, but. It's still top three because of how good Shea is. I think listening to the Bill Simmons pod, there was a question, you know, would you trade Wemby for, which is more important, Wemby or the whole starting lineup of OKC? And I was like, yeah, you know, that's really a question of how valuable Shea is. And he's an all-time first time, first team All-NBA guy, you know, rest of the team is pretty exciting so you know i think there's a lot of stuff that you know this team is really exciting for this year shay has already shown he can take it to the big guys on his own and now he has you know some more developed talent around him he has whole grin you know who's technically a rookie but not really another year giddy dort Jalen williams is no longer a rookie so i think it's a frisky team and, uh, you know, they're frisky last year. They kept hanging around. And uh, I think this year they'll take another step. And they go back to the point I was making about the Spurs, like just with like, you know, confidence going into the season. Mm. I'll rephrase it and say it a little bit. Like, it's more like lack of question mark teams. Like who just has lack of question marks? Mm-hmm. And, you know, those top teams, the Nuggets, the 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 Nuggets, the Suns, the Lakers, I think are all pretty set. No, Suns at all. But I mean, for for the offense though, like the offense is going to be so, it's just going to be so overpowering that against the rest of the league, like against like yeah, against the actual like Nuggets and the Lakers themselves, it could be different. But just in terms of in the Western Conference, I think the Suns probably get home court. Like I think that's pretty safe to say we'll see if katie stays, stays healthy i don't know man. yeah injury is always going to be the thing Lisa but... Nurkic is injury prone well, they'll need booker him. booker maybe yeah, he's able booker to... gets dinged yeah well yeah if everybody gets hurt then it's probably not going to be good but <laughs> if but that's the top three i think upside teams in the in the mm. in the west outside of that i think lack of question mark team I think you could say OKC is fourth because Shea yeah. is a first team all NBA guy, legit fourth quarter guy. You can go to him at the end of the game guy. Chet looks like he's going to be a legit number two. 
Jalen Williams at number three. Like, you just go down the list. So, I, you know, I'll be irrational about the Spurs, but maybe back-to-back irrational. I think the Thunder mm. might get home court. Mm. I think they might be a top four seed. One. I could see it. I could definitely see it. I think uh, especially if Giddy takes that next step, I think Giddy's going to be too. pretty important for the team. Um, Holgren. Yeah, we'll we'll see if Holgren can stay healthy. I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. And SGA looked great in FIBA too. So then uh, and then you have Memphis. Memphis is the five seed and yeah. San Antonio is the six seed. Well, yeah, because Memphis has that suspension to deal with. You know, how is Marcus Mark gonna integrate with his team? Are they gonna run three guards out there, like, you know, three decently sized guards, big guards, but Still three guys. You, yeah. Once we run through, okay, so that's Memphis. So Memphis, throw Memphis into that group as well and go top five. Those are the top five in the West. Otherwise, you got the Mavs with Luka and Kyrie, the Timberwolves with Carl Towns, yeah. Pelicans with Zion, Clippers with Kawhi. Mm-mm. Like I San Antonio and Wemby against that group. Like there's just a I don't know. I feel good about the young talent, the sure-firedness, the confidence night tonight. How do we get back to the Spurs, man? I'm trying to talk you into for them. To, I'm pitching the Spurs as team of the year. <laughs> number four, bro. They're not moving. All right, number two. <laughs> it's not happening, it, bro. It, they're good, but I just – I got to see it a little bit. A lot of these teams that were moving up, we see, we've seen it, like, seen it already in the league, you know, and like Webby, obviously. Yeah, like with Shea. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like Shea has it, you know, magic. We had, you know, a little bit last year. There's a reason they're at five. Um, and, uh, but number two, we seen it last year too, especially when a certain Iowa player, Iowan player was healthy. Uh, the Pacers, when uh, Tyrese no was way. playing. There's no way we're going to have the same five teams. Bang, bang, man, I'm telling you. Tyrese Halliburton on this on this team. He he went crazy team USA. He's a legit, legit guy. Ben. And Ben we trust. I'm surprised he wasn't on the FIBA team. Bruce Brown got signed by this team. Maybe a little too much money, but you know, I'm a Bruce Brown kind of guy. Uh Obi Toppin, maybe he gets salvaged. And he'll help this team. Yeah. Um, Jamal's Turner has been one of the better centers available for trade, but, and their bench is good. I mean, you know, TJ McConnell, Nemhard, I really like Nemhard and, uh, Nemhard Buddy Heald. Yeah. Buddy Heald leading the bench. Uh, the rookie, right? Jerry Swalker. They, that, that was on the mm-hmm. And then, uh, Jalen Smith from the, uh, from from the Suns, and you know, if they Jalen Smith is underperforming, they also have ties. So you know, he's a he's a good starter level. Uh, Daniel, you know, starter. Yeah, Daniel ties starter level center. You know, can be but off the bench even better. Uh, also, Isaiah Jackson. So this team has depth, and uh, I really like this team. Tyrese Halliburton, when he was healthy, this team was very competitive. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw how much he carried Team USA. And they're going to, you know, Indiana usually seems pretty boring. But this year, if they all stay healthy, I'm really excited to see where this team goes. I mean, Bruce Brown is just such a smart player. He's such a yeah. good veteran player. 
Yeah, unselfish. And as a, a wing guy, that you're right, perfect next to Matt Halliburton. You get a couple of unselfish guys like that. Matherin can take the shots. Field can spread the floor. The thing that the thing with the draft was they went with Jarris Walker, which especially after they signed Bruce Brown, like that kind of makes sense. Big four, they need somebody in that spot. But I just the talent, like, like we'll see how that pick turns out. There is some other guys. Yeah. Did they didn't they give up Kulabali to get him? Mm-hmm. Wasn't there some they kind of seven him. eight yeah, swap yeah, there? Yeah. Yeah. That could be that could be a move looking back. And I think both yeah. didn't both of us in the in the moment watching the draft were like, what holy cow, Kulabale on the Pacers? Yeah. This is unbelievable. Kulabale and Halliburton. Someone who could have been great, you know? And which I mean Halliburton is great, but someone who's ceiling is through the roof. But and yeah, and just somebody with Halliburton too, like mm-hmm. plug this guy in with a real point guard. What could he be? It just it's an interesting scenario. And if you're a young team, like maybe Walker's got some certainty and you like that, but it just seems like, it seems like even now, like even though he's young, Koulibaly is still able to hang on a, like, you know, in a real way, he's not necessarily a developmental guy. Like he can still be a productive guy. So interesting move, but I agree. I like the Pacers. Yeah, no, they're the backup team for the team of the year. I think and, I do know who your number one can be. That's why I'm surprised. I can't, you know, I can't believe we had identical lists. I mean, I had this team. I've been, I've been making it pretty clear that they were going to be the number one team. And, yeah, you know, the I gave your team. The texts have been leaked. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I've been giving your team crap for relying on a rookie, but this team has a lot of veteran talent, a lot of players who've been around the league. And we're talking about the Trailblazers with dominating. Um, but no, for yep. real, they got, I mean, they do have Aiton there, you know, a solid contributor to that Suns finals team. Jeremy Grant, um, he has shown he can take the ball, put up some stats. Also, I mean, he's shown some off-ball stuff with Denver. You know, he got annoyed at it, but he's still someone who can who can also, you know, put up stats. Shaden Sharp. Big shade and sharp pod. Uh, yeah. We know the talent is there. Uh, Amphrey Simons, you know, I've been ranting and raving about him for weeks. And then Skew, you know, Skew is the guy who's going to orchestrate this whole team. And there's so much talent on this team. I mean, you look at that, you know, Amphrey Simons, his talent, sharp, what we think he can be, what Jeremy Grant has been in the past, and then Aiton, who can play his role. And you know, off the bench, you have Malcolm Brogdon. I mean, that's just that's an embarrassment of riches. I mean, nice that really is. I mean, that's crazy. I mean, Michael Mal- Malcolm Brogdon. So you know, he's pushing having Brogdon in practice. You know, a decent player. He's played some playoff games. You know, pushing these guys. You know, making sure they earn their minutes. Um, and you know, I've also been a big fan of Thibault. Um, hopefully he can regenerate his career here. Uh, and um Robert Williams the third, Time Lord, you know, off the bench again, another starter for a uh uh finals level team, you know. Now, did he get hurt a lot? Yeah, but it was the one who really took the ceiling off the you know, the ceiling off for the Celtics really made him, you know, into when he was playing, it was really like, oh, crap, like really made him into a scary team. And he's coming off the bench for this team. So 
There's so much talent on this team. Chris Murray, too. Shout out to him. Projected to be like his brother. You know, they have, um, I think, also that rookie from Rupert? France. Repair? So, repair, yeah. Are repair? Mid camera. I, I think repair will be going to the G League. But there's just so much talent on this for on the starters and the second team. I mean, they, they, they have playoff starters all coming off their bench. Mm. Right, that's and Chris Murray, the Iowa guy. So I mean that yeah, that checks out. a lot of boxes for team of the year, I think. Exactly. And, and then, I think yeah. with Scoot. Now the thing with the now not, you know, to do it to bring it to the Spurs one last time. Like <laughs> one if last you, time. like who do you think has a better chance of making a playoff run or being a feisty play in team, making a play in push between the Spurs and the Blazers? Oh, he's, that means he thinks it's the Blazers. I don't know. It's tough. It's tough because Wembenyama is Wembenyama. You know, you can yeah. say all you want about collection of talent, but Wemby is Wemby. I think, I think I'd still go with the Trail Blazers just because of their collection of talent. It's just so there's just so much talent on this team. It's it's and wild. Guys. I mean, one through ten. I mean, I don't know yeah. how many teams can really compete with. The number of games, playoff games, the amount of talent, how much, how much these guys have gotten paid in the past, how much they could be paid, um, and it's just so many special moments from each of these players that I've seen, you know, firsthand. Um, when you see talk about Brogdon and some of those playoff series with the Bucks, um, with the Celtics, Robert Williams himself, you know, Aiden, he's had some good, great moments, um, and. You know, they and now they're just rotation pieces, and they have they have the guy in Scoot Henderson who can take on that load. You know, if he's having if he's having trouble, if he needs you know some off, they still have Amphrey Simons who's had to be the main ball handler. They have Brogdon. Hopefully, hopefully we'll see how long it lasts. And then they have the forwards who who have who are comfortable with the ball and want the ball. So, mm. you know, it's definitely. It's it's a, an embarrassment of riches for a level of a team that has been borderline playoffs. But I, I really think this team is going to wake some people up. And, you know, it's already showing good size for Henderson with him being able to sing. So from one franchise singer to another. What song was he singing? What was this? No, I don't remember. But he was singing. He was singing Acapella? Karaoke? Um, it was karaoke. But no words, I think. Where was it? But yeah, Trailblazers are number one team for Sam for the year. year. For the year, as long as, yeah, even if Scoot gets hurt, honestly, I still would look at him. But mm. the Pacers the are my big. backup team, though they were close. The Pacers were close, but the depth of this team and that absolutely no one's talking about him. I mean, Tyrese Halliburton. You know, there's some. You know, Pacers aren't under under the radar. Like real basketball fans, kind of know. Like you look at the record. You put the stuff, but no, I think everyone's kind of written off the trailblazers and uh, there's always a team that makes some noise. So I think, I think they will be the ones. Who's going to get looped into that third because Halliburton and Matherin are going to be like a pretty dynamic duo this year. I think at least offensively, Ooh. especially if Matherin takes a step up scoring. So who's the guy that gets looped into the big three? Is that buddy healed? Is that wait, it's Turner. Halliburton and um Halliburton, Matherin and uh, Matherin and Turner. Turner. Yeah. And Kulabale. Oh no, wait, they don't. 
Um, uh, oh. Jalen Smith. Oh my god. No, that's a. Or I thought you said big three. That's true. That's all guards. Can mm-hmm. a can a big three be all guards? Mm-hmm. Maybe. What are they doing know. in uh, Golden State? Play, in Golden State, Curry I was gonna say. Paul? Yeah, we'll see if it works. That was gross. But yeah, that is the team of the year. Uh, you heard it here first, folks. And um, we'll see how the season starts. And see I would like to officially out. announce. Wait, let me see. Let me lay out the hats real quick. I would like to officially announce that. I'm picking the Spurs, baby. Let's go. There we go. We got our teams were locked and loaded. You need a Blazers hat? You start need to start getting hats for your team of the year. Maybe. People at the, the people at the Rev and Sam wardrobe department better get Sam a Blazers hat. Maybe we should do like two or three season. hats. And then eventually have the whole hat. league in a couple of years. Yeah, you could have a whole collection. Or a Pacers hat in case they make a playoff push and Sam wants to change his mind. There you go. <laughs> we'll I will see. ask we'll you this see. before we at, before we end NBA stuff though. How many mm-hmm. bad teams do you think are there are this year? Like not see. teams that are going to have bad records, but bad teams. Because if you if you look at the West right now, the West, it, it you know, there's going to be teams with a bad record. The West might not have a single bad team. And the Rockets. The Rockets have added, now that they've yeah. added Van Fleet, they've added Dylan Brooks. The Jazz were decent last year. And the Blazers you just picked as your team of the year. Mm-hmm. The Mavs, I think, are going to be bad. Ooh. I Ooh. think the Mavs are going to be bad. I love Luka, but that's it's yikes. I mean, Derek Lively is going to be their main starter. Uh, the Timberwolves are going to have a huge downfall. And I think... I think the Timberwolves might. Yeah, it's gonna be. You're literally putting in the split the the Spurs in the playoffs without realizing. Then, then again, I guess they have Anthony literally what's gonna Edwards. Happen. I forgot about Edwards. Yeah, Edwards is on this okay, team. Okay. Yeah, we can't we can't knock him down too far. I don't know. The Clippers sneaky have tanking potential if Kawhi and PG just don't play. I mean, apparently Kawhi doesn't know the rules, so. The other thing we'll we see, but out. yeah, because I don't the, think there's in any. The, oh, is it? Well, in the league survey, quickly in the leagues in in the GM survey that they did, they did a question that was like, "What rule change will affect yeah. the league the most?" And that player participation one was voted the most over like the sixty-five game rules and a couple of like the the new CBA was voted mm-hmm. number one over the new CBA. Like, I'm just my if we were voting on that thing, I'm telling you right now, I'd vote the new CBA over the player participation. The CBA is actually going to affect, you know, trades and yeah. how these guys are able to move. Player participation rule. Mm-hmm. The guys have already said this. I think it matter. will day to day. Yeah. It may matter a couple of times. I don't know if it's going to dramatically affect how the guys approach the game. Maybe. Um, in the East, I think the Hornets are probably going to be not good. The Wizards and the Bulls. So probably like three or four teams. Pistons? Cade. I think Cade's going to take another step. I agree, but if the Mavs are going to be bad, I mean, I think Cade could be good and the Pistons yeah. probably suck. But the West is a more competitive than the East, though. It is. 
There are some free wins in the East. <laughs> None in the West. I agree, Bulls as well. Hawks? Yeah. Yeah, it's not going to be good down there. Makes me sad. It's a, this is a stacked year. Yeah, very stacked. Oh, who's who's the worst team in the league right now? The Pistons, the Hornets? You said the Hornets? Probably the Hornets, yeah. I love LaMelo, but... So LaMelo Ball is the best player on the worst team in the league. The league is in a good spot. Maybe the Bulls? I don't know. Either way, DeMar? Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, the league is great right now. Does every team have a best player? Yeah. Well, the Wizards, like Jordan Poole. And like, <laughs> okay. Kyle Kuzma. The Wizards are... Shocker, the Wizards are holding the league back. Maybe the Rockets? I don't know. Amen Thompson looks good, though. And so yeah, does Jabari Smith. Yeah. Jalen Green. We'll see. Every team has talent. Every single team has talent. And um, another place every single team has talent is this weekend is ongoing the Frisbee Club Nationals. Uh, this is the biggest tournament of the year in the sport of Frisbee as it's the best players around the world. And there was a couple upsets uh this past week um in the men's pool um uh, the number one team the number one seeded barely makes it to bracket play only winning one game losing two to the two to the two of the better teams in their pool um almost getting knocked out um and uh then once they got into bracket play today uh the number one team in truck stop had to go through Chain Lightning, um, who made the semifinals or the finals, I believe, for Pro Champs. They were doing really, really well, and Pro Champs, again, was like pretty much a Nationals light. And then, uh, so they had to knock them out in the first round. And then they played Dig straight out of Boston, and they were down by two scores, 13-11. And they have to go back to win. They tied up at 13-13. Boston takes it to 14-15. They score, it's 15-15, but that means they start on defense. And uh, the the Boston takes it right to the goal line. They throw it for the score to win, and it gets snatched out of the air. They call a foul. Hmm. Observer says it's not a foul, the, the ref. Uh, truck, they throw it deep, and then they score. But it's they, they calls a foul again, so they play again. And then they uh, Dig plays really good defense. And truck player has to lay out to catch it and to score. And they try to call foul again. So Boston did whatever they could. They could not do it enough to win. But the biggest story this weekend has been the champions, the reigning champions. Yeah, a little weird. Coming in at number 12, winning last year. Johnny Bravo has all the team players returning, young players. Great name. Kind of Kind of seen a little fake. I don't know. They have rockets for their logo. And um, they are one of the teams that beat Truck Stop in their pool. They go 3-0 today and or yesterday. And today, they continue to march on. Since they won their pool, they only had to play one game. And knock out the home team, at least home for here, the San Francisco Revolver. So Revolver is out of the championship bracket 
They will be playing for fifth place tomorrow against Boston Dig. And um, maybe they played that game already, actually. Let's see if IT can get the results for that. But um, they, uh, but yeah, so right now the reigning champions, even though they were seeing kind of like a fluke, they come in ranked 12. They didn't have the greatest regular season. They're in the semifinals playing against the only Midwest team left in the bracket, Chicago Machine. We'll have to see. I don't, you know, I don't know. Machine has been quietly really good. Does Machine in, have? Uh, they have Nate Goff, who is the, um, he's a world's player. Um, they have some other players. But Machine has been chugging away. They haven't lost. They haven't beaten they've beaten every team by five or more scores, which is wild to do in nationals. Yeah, they win their two bracket games today, 9-15. And what's so, typical in Ultimate Frisbee? What's a typical margin of victory? Um at nationals, it's usually like two scores. And that's um, true. We were watching a game that you might talk about that was a one-point game. Oh, yeah, we're getting to that. I'm saving the best for last for that one. Um, but yeah, most most of these games is probably like two scores it means it was a close game. Four means okay, it was a decent win, but five or more, you're just like pretty much dominating because you know you go up a lot and then you're kind of chill. Twenty sixteen Warriors. Yeah, pretty much. But now, now you're in the nationals against the best teams. It's crazy to beat them this big. So machine is being a little machine, and they're taking on the the reigning champs in the semifinals. But I highly doubt that will be. The game, one of these games, one of these semifinal games will be streamed by ESPN Plus, and I highly doubt it that that will be the one because on the other side are the giant killers in Pony, or no, not Pony, a uh, Ring of Fire. Um, they are the giant. The, <laughs> the Ring of uh, Ring of Fire was the other pool team to beat Truck Stop um, in their play. And on their side of the bracket, they they got second, so they had to play the only Canadian team in this bracket. Um, they beat them 15-8, and then mm. they go on to play the number two team. And we've talked a lot about New York on this pod, Ram. I think I was talking to you before, and you're like, I know who Pony is. Come on now. Learn. I've learned a little bit. <laughs> it's been paying attention. And like we mentioned, a lot of pretty much all the players, everyone shows up for nationals. It doesn't matter who you if you're if you're on the team and you're one of the this best is players. This the number one event. Yeah, you're this is the Super Bowl. You're 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 clearing the calendar. And so there is no excuses. Pro champs, there were some injuries and some questionable stuff. Everyone was there for Pony, Jack Williams. And like we mentioned earlier in the season, Jack Williams from the North Carolina area used to play with Ring of Fire, won a championship with them, was where he grew up. He was actually not on, he didn't go to North Carolina. He went to, not UNC, he went to Wilmington, North Carolina, Wilmington. But he played with Ring of Fire. You know, they brought him through the system. And he also met his best friend, or he's he has a really good friend, Ryan Oscar, who's considered, you know, top five, top 10 player in the world. And him and his buddy, they've, they've been playing on the AUDL team, so they decide to join the club team as well this year. It's really hyped up. Pony last year got knocked out in the semifinals to truck stop, and they're really hyped up. And when you look at the rankings, they have like six or seven of the top ten players in the world. They have all the developed players. It's It's the best players in the world. And so they're here in nationals. You know, people are talking them as one of the best teams ever. 
and they Whoa. take on yeah no it was definitely up there and it's like yeah the regular season's not good enough to nearly say that and the thing is is their their main issue which i'm almost guarantee came up in this game is that once their offense loses the disc they kind of just give up on as offense playing defense because they're just all those older players are developed players they're not you know they're not as hungry you know it just is they're just used to scoring and you stuff. said and the they team they were playing play. is younger guys exactly that's where we come in with ring of fire that you so from north carolina area and as we know frisbee is one big community and what is also north carolina unc the which has been winning three straight college championships for men's and women's they're they've got this program that's working well and almost all those players are on this team shout out my boy Rutledge Smith Bo Bo Dan Bo Dameron also was on the under 24 team USA you can see the team USA stuff coming yeah. through um him and Smith play together there as well and um so now ring they're able to reload it doesn't matter that they lose the best player in the world and his best friend and they go out and they beat pony and you know it beat them 14 13 they got like one or two breaks all it took was one break that's all it was and they knock out you know a team that was so highly touted i mean this was the number one <clears throat> team outside of truck stop they were seated second a lot of people had them picked to win it all they you know they had a pretty easy pull and now ring tomorrow faces truck stop who is a team that they beat in pool play 15-14 and went down to universe. I need a, I will most definitely go back and watch that game. And uh, they, they'll be doing my homework tonight. Shout out to Ulti World. But yeah, it's, I think, yeah, that game was actually might've been one of the showcase games. So you might be able to get it on YouTube. Don't quote me. Let's actually check. So that's, that's up for free on yeah i think yeah that was yeah that was the showcase game so that's up for free okay. on youtube you can go back and watch it but and then and that is the game i believe that espn will have streaming um just because it's the number one game but yeah it's crazy the number one team or you know the the team with the number one player in the world gets beaten by his old team even though they had no business being there and did you and the injury as well to the MVP? Yeah. So during the game, Jeff Babbitt, he laid out for a disc. He's midair. And it looked like, and it was actually really sad. It looked like a head injury, similar to the head injury that uh, Pony, the Pony player, um, Grant Lindsley, had last year. So I don't, it was, it did not look good. But um, yeah, I don't, we'll, we'll have to see. I, I think he, I think he got up eventually. He was fine. But yeah, trying to track down these ulti. What does that say about Jack Williams? You know, they bring in, they bring him in. He leaves to build a super team. They need him to step up in a big moment. They lose in sudden death, an upset victory. I mean, we don't. I don't know if it's time to overreact to the Jack Williams performance, but do they need him, Sam? Sam, do they need Jack Williams in a big spot in that moment? They did, they did, and he you did do catch he, sports radio. Something I, he did catch the score to tie it up, um, and the break when they got a break chance, they got it back because I think uh, uh, ring actually went up by two breaks, so they had like a two two point lead. But uh, so he did help to close the gap, 
but yeah, that was a, that's, I mean, that's a shocker. And now ring goes up against a team that they've beaten already and they may go to the final beating the number one and number two team and not having the best player in the world. It's just wild. It's just, it's a crazy story to think that, you know, they have all these young guys. It's, it's kind of a revolving thing, but you know, when you're, it's that thing that I always say, pedigree, man, pedigree matters. It doesn't matter what sport you're in. You're used to winning, you know, winning ways, three straight college championships. You can't throw that out the window under 24 going against the best, some of the best young players in the world and going out and beating them. You know, that Belgium game was crazy. You know, those pressure moments, it matters. So it's showing up here. Ring is showing their battle tested, and I'm telling you, pedigree matters. It doesn't doesn't matter what sport you're playing. It matters. Can you build a franchise around Jack Williams? Sam, I don't know after this performance. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. It did not look good. Um next. Um, shout out also shout out to San Francisco Fury of uh, the women's team. They made it to the semifinals, which is something they always do, uh, keeping it rolling. Um, and um, also to the mixed division, uh, Dragon Thrust from Minnesota, the local team. Dragon Thrust? They get, yeah, Dragon Thrust. That's my they get, nickname. <laughs> they get knocked out in the pre-quarters upset. Number two team, they had to play the number three team out of Philly. And they get lose by one, so... The local team in that area is out. Um, and I'm trying to remember who else they have, but um, so yeah, that's that's tough for them. I think Mischief, let's see here. Mischief is from San Francisco. I think there's another one here I'm forgetting. Uh there's one from out here on the coast. Um, but yeah, I, all I don't the jokes I can't make because of dragon thrust. Uh, I don't know. Shout out also to Hybrid, um, a very you know one of the more storied teams, and uh, they're number ranked number fifteenth, and they win their pool and beat Boston Slow, another very storied kind of franchise. They do Boston mm. Slow. They have a funny thing they do. Um, the seven, um, who's the Snow White? The seven dwarves is their whole thing. So they give everyone like a dwarf name on their team okay. like it's a whole thing so it's kind of yeah, like that's there's kinda, like a sleepy yeah so droopy sleepy, like they everyone has their specific name um but well i, I guess, guess they the, can't have sleepy because that one's already taken yeah <laughs> yeah i don't right, sleepy joke got up um but yeah they they lose by one so hybrid number 15 is in the mixed semifinal. So we'll see. That's another uh, interesting, interesting result there. I can't believe there's got to be some, some team I'm thinking of, but it doesn't matter. Anyway, YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash alti world for your ultimate frisbee needs, ultimate frisbee highlights. Yeah. I know I will be spending th time there this weekend because, so wait, so. Are you going to be watching the games on ESPN Plus or Alti World? Um, so when semifinals and finals are only on ESPN Plus, only on. Yeah, they don't do. They do, put them, do they keep them on there afterwards? 
Uh, it's like, it's a couple of days. You have to look it up and you have to put in specific names. It's kind of hard to track them down, but they are on demand. Um, now for like seventh place games or other games, Ulti World will stream those. But yeah, for those main ones. But um, I can find them on demand. Yeah, yeah. It's a little hard to dig them up though. You have to like put in the specific, like see yeah, you have to put in the name of the city and then the name of the team. Like and you have to do specific stuff. But um yeah, I definitely know I will be watching a whole lot of I've been watching a whole lot of Frisbee, and I'll definitely be re-watching that ring truck stop final. Let's see, was that the showcase? When Benyama tonight, 19 points. Eight of nineteen from the field and five blocks. Sheesh! Oh, it was just a bonus game. You, okay, it wasn't showcase. Do you game. would you like to mulligan your team of the year now? No, it's not not happening, sir. I tried. They sent me. They sent me in here and said, "Win him over, and you can go free." So I failed. Guess you're locked up a little longer. You're they locked. got me. All right. Well, that should be about it. Oh, well, I did get called up to my local league. Um, oh, yeah. Which we didn't didn't get didn't play as well as I thought. You know, should have had a drop in the end zone. But um, you know, we were cooking kids. I was wide open. They just didn't throw it to me. Not the connection there. You know, it's just what happens when you pick up. But yeah. they were they were asking for me to come back next week. So we'll see if we'll play. We'll have to see what the captains say. What the league Ooh. says. That's good because I don't know if the Raiders asked Foster Moreau to come back this week. So, or the Saints? Yeah. Oh, the Saints. Yeah. I don't know. Hopefully, he can find a team of China or something. Why Howard and Foster Moreau? The Wash Pod. There you go. Maybe he'll make it on the what is it? The flag football team. Oh, well, we want guys that can catch on that though. <laughs> Yeah, that is an interesting report. The league encouraging it actually is a a perfect segue because I know we've already run long today, but so we had we had to cut piercing truth, unfortunately. But we'll we'll run it we'll run it back next week. And yeah, there's a couple of things that we're gonna talk about. Who knows if we'll bring back all the topics? But mm. flag football at the Olympics was definitely one of them. There was the return of a certain basketball league. Mm. That uh is another books, movies. I don't know. There's a couple, there's a couple of stuff of books resurgence. But yeah, black football was definitely one of the things. So come back next week. Yeah, we can we can get into it, but get into uh, it. Do we yeah. send do we send McCole Hardman? Are you excited He's to have back, him back on the Chiefs? <laughs> yeah, I know. We forgot to mention that. Yeah, I forgot to mention that. He's McCole Hardman should have never left. Maybe it's a GP2 situation, you know? Mm-hmm. We need, can we do worst team that we, that would win the gold at the Olympics? Because McCole Hardman would cook people at the Olympics. He is fast. Right. I'd be cooking. Some of these memes are doing a whole lot. <laughs> does, does, well, I don't need, I, I, I feel sketched even saying countries now because it's so, yeah, so political. Does France have a, a corner that can cover McCall Hardman. I don't even understand why we have flag football in the Olympics. Like, well, I'm sure there's some guys that can still, you know, go to different countries. Yeah, we're gonna have some walk up situations. Mm, I mean, Tom yeah. Brady should just basically just 
be the Costa Rican quarterback at this point. He spent so much time there. Should Giannis be a quarterback over there? You think Jokic have... could play? Ooh. But I'm sure there's definitely some athletes. They give him I three mean, like... free horses to play play at quarter half. Siakam? Yeah. So Shea as as... Otani? As long as we send Aaron Donald, we're fine. Aaron Donald trains with knives. We'll see, man. We'll see. Well, that should be about it for the pod. Shout out to Naya. Shout out to my girlfriend for coming on the pod. We had Shout three out. hours and great stuff. Great, great stuff. I don't think we've had that long. So that <laughs> is a win. That is a win. But yeah, make sure you're following us on Instagram. Snap or not snap. What? 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 Announcing anyone? No. Snap. Uh, OnlyFans. We're out there. I don't know about that. Uh, but Instagram, TikTok, wherever you can catch us, Spotify, getting those video versions up. And uh, yeah, thank you for listening, and we'll see y'all next week.